0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the most downloaded fitness, health, and entertainment podcast in the history of Earth. That's right. This is Mind Pump. Right. In today's episode, we answered live callers' questions. We actually helped them on air with their health and fitness But this was after the intro portion of the episode. Today's intro was 48 minutes long. That's where we talk about current events, fitness studies, our lives as fathers and husbands, and much more. By the way, you could check the show notes if you want to skip around to your favorite part. Literally click on the timestamp, go where you want. Also, if you want to be on an episode like this one live, email us your question at live at mindpumpmedia.com. Now, this episode is brought to you by some sponsors. The first one is Paleo Valley. They make paleo-inspired products and supplements to improve your health and performance. One of our favorites is their bone broth. It's chocolate-flavored, and I swear to God, it tastes like chocolate donuts. It's the easiest protein powder to digest I've ever had in my entire life. It's extremely unprocessed. It's as close to natural as I've ever seen. And again, it tastes phenomenal. Go check it out and check out some of their other stuff. Go to paleovalley.com forward slash mindpump, then use the code mindpump fifteen and get 15% off. This episode is also brought to you by Creatures of Habit. This is a high-protein, plant-based oatmeal that you can have at any time, but we like it in the morning. Literally just add water, and you got 30 grams of protein, digestive enzymes, probiotics, uh, vitamin D, and more, and it tastes great. It's healthy for you. It's convenient. Go check them out. Go to CreaturesofHabit.com. Creatures is spelled with a K, forward slash mind pump. Then use the code MP25 and get 25% off your order. Uh, we're also running a sale on some workout programs. MAPS Symmetry is half off and the RGB bundle is half off. If you're interested in both of those or just one of them, go to mapsfitnessproducts.com and then use the code SEPTEMBER50 for that discount. All right, here comes the show. Ladies, here's one of the biggest red flags when it comes to an online workout program. If it says it's made for women, that's right. 99, 99% of the workouts that say for women online are actually watered down terrible workouts that were previously done for men for some reason the fitness industry thinks that women's workouts are super high rep lots of band burn exercises exercises that are terrible and uh, inferior to other superior ones workouts for women online are typically terrible it's a big red flag pay attention god
1: i'm i'm torn on this one bro i have a hard time with this uh because for our our personal journey of selling digital programs online has been a uh an interesting one to say the least we have been uh told by our marketing team for years now uh how important it uh, is for us to separate that and they've even come down to like i don't care if you guys Tailor it, not or for it doesn't matter. It's that we present it that way. It's effective because it is extremely effective and you got it. And they, you need, you got to stop thinking like everybody thinks like you and that people understand there's a difference. 90% of people think that it's that way. So by you not doing that, you're losing a massive amount of people. Now, the integrity in us goes. Who cares then? We yeah. don't care. It's not just about money for us. But the way that a good marketing guy sells it to you that is makes you go like, fuck, okay, maybe he's right, is because you are so stubborn about not doing that, you've lost out on thousands, maybe tens of thousands of people that you could have at least brought them into your circle and then educated them on how it really right. works. And so because you're so stubborn that you don't want to do it. So, I have struggled with this since
2: the day that we. Well, there's did, a difference between. Started selling we're to trying to like represent. change the culture of yeah. everything, and it's such a bigger ship to steer. Way bigger, you know, in terms of like like you said, and i and we've even gotten in discussions with some of our peers uh, about this because they'll do. They'll they'll present that argument like, well, I'm reaching more people and I'm like by at least like marketing in that direction. It's like I can at least get their attention, pull them in and then we, you know, give them good, valuable information. And there's an argument to that. But uh, if if everybody does that, then the message is never going to change. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
0: There's a big difference between
1: people have no idea, by the way, but it's so hard how much right. We, we sacrificed by doing that. This is a it, debate
0: with our advertising team or marketing team all the time. Has been all all the
1: time. Six years. They hate us. Six years.
0: Listen, uh, there's, a, there's a big difference between marketing a program to women and it's the same program that you give to men. I still don't like that either. Yeah. But that's still better than what they'll do often where they'll take workouts- and then design workouts for women, and right, right. you look at the work, And make and it the, gimmicky, and they're the worst workouts. Yeah, yeah. I just tell my female clients this; they'd say, "Well, what do you think about this online?" It's all program? the ineffective exercise. Yeah, I'd be like, look, if it says it's for women, it's the worst workout.
1: But this is what what Justin's saying is: this is why this that's why it's so it's so true is that this is what sucks is you're right. There is a difference. There's a difference between marketing to women to get in, to, but yet giving them give the, a good program, giving them huh? a good program. But the problem is that it gets convoluted so much with all the people that are giving shitty ones because we're all marketing the same way. And so it's like, how do you do that? Now the marketing damned, if you do, you're damned If you don't,
0: the marketing to women aspect, the challenge I have with that is it perpetuates the myth that women need to train differently than men. (laughs) That somehow there's, there are exercises that are effective for men, exercises that are effective for women, that women need to train different rep ranges that there's that myth right there is one of the, biggest, hardest myths all of us have had to overcome as trainers. Think about the biggest, most challenging myth we've had to overcome. It is
1: so hard that there is literally somebody listening right now at this moment that is shaking their head, that is going like, well, I actually follow this Program that someone gave me to that I do this during proven. my cycle, and it, may, and, it <laughs> and ever since I have, it has been the, the yeah. it's it has funny been given, Or yeah. I follow this person's program, yeah. who you know puts these exercises in for these reasons for women, and it has been so. Yeah, it it's that hard that you could be a mind pump listener for years, and I guarantee there is a good amount of people right now, women right now, shaking their head, disagreeing with what you're saying. Yeah, right?
0: Look, there's, there are general things that women tend to seek out when they strength train. They want to work out their butts more, their hamstrings more, shoulders more. Men tend to be more interested in chest and arms and that kind of stuff. I get that. The whole cycle training, uh, I, that's, a, again, another general thing. But at the end of the day, it's down to the individual. So are there differences between individuals and how they should train? Yes. Yeah. That's what you pay attention to, not yeah. your gender. Right. That's just marketing, and that's annoying. But, yeah, the workouts themselves, if you were to take – first of all, if I were to take 100 workout programs online, just period, most of them suck. Most of them are terrible. Terrible programming. Besides the, like, com- like the strength – the competitive strength market ones like powerlifting olympic where, where the programming actually has to be good the fitness ones they're all almost all terrible but if you take a subgroup and you say the ones that are just for women that say for women they're even worse yeah they're terrible well there's and, no
2: compound lifts yeah. there's nothing under 10 reps uh that, you know god forbid mm-hmm. uh and, and it's just like do you think that squats Deadlifts, overhead press, you know, barbell rows, those types of things are valuable for women. You know, of course. But you don't see that in a lot of these, these programs. You'll see a lot of booty bands and you'll see a lot of like high rep and, and body weight specific type exercises. You know what's a, a good
1: example or a great point to this is and you and you've brought this up many times on the show, is where where the best programming has always been in the fitness space has been in powerlifting or olympic lifting. Yeah, yeah. strength sports. Strength yeah. sports where there's no where you have to go up and perform and show that you're better than what you were before or better than it's the objective. other guy or the other girl. Super objective. And if you look at all the programming from the best of the best coaches in the world for the last however since the beginning of time that we've been making these programs, you'll see that there's n- never been an olympic coach or a powerlifting coach that's worth their weight in salt that has ever wrote a program different for a woman <laughs> yeah. than a man. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally, never. It doesn't no. exist. It doesn't exist in a sport where it fucking matters that you get stronger and you get stronger than the other guy or the other girl in a certain period of time. That coach is not writing a program. You different. Scale the intensity. The same thing that he gives so. to 135 pound Susie is the same thing he's given to big old Sam. Besides the individual 280. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. An individual coach is going to work on imbalances and uh, right. prior injuries, and uh, you your body tends to be able to handle more volume than this girl or that guy, but as far as the sex difference, zero. There's no. zero difference in that program. No,
0: and I, look, this is here's why this really annoys me, because you're right. We could reach more people by using, I don't know, for lack of a better shady marketing, okay? Yeah. It's true, but... The pr- the reason why we don't do that, because we could reach more people, but why don't we do it? Well, because the biggest problem in our space is bad information. Yeah. It's myths. It's uh, information that's inaccurate. It's narratives that aren't true. So if that's the biggest problem, why would we, being at the moment, one of the top health and fitness podcasts in the world, continue to uh, promote? These lies, even if we reach people and then we change their mind as they come in, a lot of other people will hear about it and it's just gonna, it's gonna continue to proliferate um, and we need to stop it. Look, the fitness space has done a lot of damage to everybody because of the crappy stuff that they put out, but women have been damaged more than men. That's a fact. At, it, like the, when I train men versus women, the, the the bullshit that is sold to women is 10 to one. It's yeah, just 10 not, to one. Uh, yeah. More diet crap, more pills, more workout you know false information mm-hmm. you know how long it took us to convince women to lift weights for god's sake well the- we're finally getting there it took us decades to do so like like this is this is getting silly now
1: the yeah. i mean the the image that we've sold the women has been so far off for so long too yeah i mean think back like that's at least you know at least for the guys the the you know male model physique look you know whatever you want to say that that image was say 20 30 years ago has been relatively consistent and somewhat good right i'm not, ex, not talking extreme
0: about the, but i see what yeah you're
1: you know what i'm saying like to have build build muscle be muscular going up in weight or size is actually could be a healthy good thing it's not bad like I'm not saying that you know Arnold Schwarzenegger is something that the average Joe should aspire to be like. What I'm saying is like that's a far better goal to have because most people never even reach that than to have a goal of looking like the '80s Coke model. Right? You'll never. That's true. Like you trying to pursue Arnold your whole life, which you will probably never reach is a is a healthier pers- pursuit than the woman that's been marketed to to look Such like point. Mm-hmm. like the 80s coke model. Yeah. Like that's a very dangerous unhealthy direction for you to be going and even if you can make the argument that yeah of course some of these bodybuilders on steroids and like that but you pursuing that physique or goal is far less detrimental. And that's detrimental. extreme and exactly. that's extreme. I mean,
0: giving the now. mainstream male uh representations of ideal which are also unattainable and all that stuff right for most people but those at least you're right. At the very least, there's a certain level of health for for women. Like for men, you'll never see someone who looks like they're on heroin be our beauty standard.
1: Right. That and yet That's that was point the point beauty- I'm trying to make. Yes. You know what I'm saying it's like, of course, I'm not celebrating the extremes. It's just that the extreme for men has still been a, a way healthier pursuit yeah. than the extreme that we've presented to women for so long. And I just think that, and it really, it's and- gotten better. But it still hasn't gone away. No,
0: and if you yeah. look at the gimmicks uh, in the space, the gimmicks and the fads, who do they hit the most? Mm. Like, here, like this is a this is a dirty secret in the fitness industry. Okay, you want to make millions of dollars with a fad, you target women. Yeah, they're the buyers, they're, they're, and that's because they're the consumers. Yep. But also, they're used to being marketed to that way. Well, we're here to tell you, don't buy the crap. It's all it's all bullshit, and. I used to love telling, like I said, I used to love telling my female clients that like, if it says it's for women, it's almost always a crappy shitty routine. Throw it away. Why? What do you mean? Like, because that's first off the marketing alone is baloney. Second off, they typically will take an effective workout and then they'll just make it ineffective and say, here you go, ladies. We put the barbells down and the heavy dumbbells down and replaced everything with, I don't know, this
1: you know flexible stick or
0: i don't know what they anything they use where you do 85 reps it burns therefore you're not going to get big you're just going to sculpt
1: yeah it's also because i think that you know women are um, emotional creatures and that's an emotional buy and sell by doing that. They play, like marketing plays into that side and it's not that the men don't have emotions also, but we operate differently when it makes to to buying decisions and things like that than the average female does. So they they double and triple down. Well, I mean, along those lines, those emotions.
0: men are not very loyal customers, that's for sure. Yeah. Like you ask a guy like, <laughs> no, I mean, there's not, we're just not very loyal for the most part with uh, products and stuff. Like you ask a guy like, Ask him about any of the products he uses. he'll be like, I don't know. Yeah. I use <laughs> the uh, best. I deal. Think I use, yeah. yeah, I'll just <laughs> the use this one I or hair. that one. Yeah, What's yeah. that meme where there's like a like a they show like a shower and it's like, this is for hair, this is for
2: body, this is for whatever. And the
3: dude yeah. has
0: like dish soap. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like for, hair for body he balls. He scrubs yeah. his
3: balls
2: with, you know, <laughs> as he puts yeah. on his hair. Yeah. That's I was trying true. to think this whole time you guys are talking of like an example of a heroin guy. You know, <laughs> I'm like, there's got to be, you know, it's that's, usually in like the rock and the roll roll, right? but that's yeah. different. It's not yeah, the physical it, ideal. It is different. Yeah.
1: Like you don't, you don't look at a, a rock looks and roll at, guy like, and go like, I'm going to work out to look like yeah, you know, Mick Jagger. You know what I'm saying? Like no yeah, one is doing that. No, right. No. Like that's a, but that is a good example of people that people tend to admire or aspire yeah. to be like, but not for their physiques. So I just yeah. think that. You know, women for the most, and it's and it's changing for the good. I mean, that's the positive. The 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 good thing is that we are moving in the right direction with marketing to uh, women. But we've we still, it's still there. It's still lingering. It's still a challenge that you have to overcome. But it is exciting to say that I, I being in this space as long as we have, there's definitely a clear difference in a conversation that I have with. Uh, a female client today versus a female client 20 years ago. Like mm-hmm. the fact that things like muscle mommy trends or was oh, one yeah. of our hottest episodes. Just
2: bulking in general
1: for is, women is, is- a really positive, exciting thing. It's yeah. so different. Like you would never put those two words together you know, when 20 I go, years ago. I haven't gone yeah. to the
0: gym in a while. I've been working out here, but I just back this week, I went back to the gym and it's like the free weight area is 50% women. Yeah. Now, nobody thinks about it now, but I—I I mean, I read. It wasn't that long. Well, it was a long time ago, but for me, it was that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> there were no women in the freeway area. Yeah. None yeah. ever. Twenty years ago. Ever. Yeah. If they—if they were, they were in the corner. But it was all just it was all dudes. So there's definitely been some some you know some big.
1: Have we done an episode like that, Doug, where we've done uh, all Before? the positive? No, like the like the positive oh. changes of the that would fi- be like, good. Yeah, like the five most positive things that the the space has done like in the last decade. I don't or think two. we have That's done stuck. a specific effort. That would be episode. kind of a yeah. fun one let's for us do to that. like like make a list let's of what do we that. think have been the most yeah. positive change, and then maybe we do one on the opposite yeah. side too of like the five yeah. things that got worse or something. Yeah, the, yeah. let's yeah. do that. Yeah. I like that. All right, optimistic for all
0: right. So I got some more negative stuff for you. So hey, do. You know what they Sweet. just came out with? Uh, they're trying to market? What?
1: what? <laughs>
0: Vegan cat food.
1: Yes. Yeah, right. I dude. I like, swear. I thought that was like a slow death. Wasn't slow that a hashtag or a movement for a while there where people were doing that and their cats were looking like they're going to die? What, are, you, what yeah, are people man. doing, dude? This is a.
0: Listen, this is... They're carnivores. First of all, here's the website. It would
1: only be a cat person that would do something like this, too. Here's the
0: page. <laughs> yeah. The page, the page... Dog people don't do stuff. So, it's, yeah. it's on Twitter or X or whatever, right? It says It's called Plant Based News. So there's no... No bias. Yeah, I'm sure there's no bias there. Plant Based uh, News. Can cats really be vegan? A new study... <laughs> I want to see the study has added to a growing body of research. Shut your face. Growing <laughs> you right. bo- a body of it. You know, yeah, bro. Wow, I didn't know there was a uh, whole body of it. Of uh, 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 research on the safety of plant-based diets wow. for our companion animals. Uh, yeah, So right. he- here's the irony of this. What a crock of shit. Here's the irony of this. It's actually quite clever. The I- Here's the irony. The irony is, in order to save animals that people normally eat and don't give a shit about, we're going to starve your pet that you love so much, we're going to make them malnourished. I also think it's a situation. really
1: a, a clever way to again uh, play to people's heartstrings, right? I mean, you're saving the planet. You're now you now have right. a healthier diet for your your cat. Like it's just another angle to hit people on like why. Meanwhile, their <laughs>
2: cat's running outside looking for any kind of rodent to like <laughs> yeah, fill their know, like, and, like <laughs> void of protein.
1: <laughs> Someone's got to make like a like a uh, like a little. Five minute cartoon yeah. or reel of of that it's like, like catching birds yeah. like a, like a parody hemp. right like do a parody of of the cat like so you get to be in the, like the cat's perspective how pissed the cat bro
0: was. take hey take a fruit or vegetable walk up to your cat see if he wants to eat it hey what's yeah. a Want an apple hey yeah. these
1: are the people that don't watch and you know, shout out to nature is metal that's one of my favorite yeah. or the dark side of nature like those are such awesome instagram pages Dude, to follow but people
2: need to follow that you do you know, because so you can see how it really goes nature down is not like forgiving. disney movie no it's it, not
1: forgiving it, at all
2: no and that's the thing and, and it's just like it's it's in our dna like there's just certain things like we need we need nutrients and and yes there's there's cruelty you know in, in some of that but that's just like it's, it's part of like uh, the animal world we live in.
1: That and then the show alone. Those two things. Yeah, to me that my Are one. the two things you ever that, seen like,
0: the vegans on alone? Yep.
1: <laughs> done. Dude. They are done.
0: They they, they switch so fast. Out. Yeah. I found these berries and this whatever, and like day like, three they're like, oh,
1: nature is I'm metal and the alone <laughs> yeah. are I two of live. the most uh, basic raw examples of like this is how we got here. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like this is how it was. How it's been forever just recently in the last 50 to 100 years have we gotten so arrogant yeah. that yeah. we think it should all change i mean look the truth- i
2: love i have to put i love animals dude. you know like I, I bash on this stuff a lot yeah. i like that people want to be nice and and, and thoughtful and careful yes, but yes but you have to live in reality that's yeah. all i'm saying
0: well look okay paul check says this very well the most important animal is you Yep. And you got to care for yourself. Yep. Now, can you eat a diet that's vegan and can it be healthy for you? For some people, yes. It does take a lot more planning. And thankfully, we have the technology in the markets that allow you to give you the variety and the supplements that can help meet uh, some of those nutrient deficiencies. But some people, no matter what, I had clients like this. They were such devout vegans for moral reasons. I had one lady, I'll never forget. She was devout, right? And it was for moral reasons. But man, all of her symptoms were... Nutrient deficiency related, and she took supplements, she took vitamins, her hair was falling out. All this, she saw a functional medicine practitioner. Finally, she agreed to add eggs to her diet. Then she agreed to add fish eggs to her diet, and her health made such a radical turn. I remember having a conversation with her about this, and she's like, Yeah, I had to, I had to like take care of myself because. I can't help anybody else if I'm so sick. She was, right. she was getting depressed and anxious, and lots. And for some people, that's the case because you're. It's just not a, you don't assimilate it as well. Uh, and for some people, it's essential. For most people, it's essential. I'll say.
1: You know, what? when was the last time you looked at like a chart on the 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 growth in? in vegans like how i mean how many oh like how more. many people identify as vegan yeah yeah is that hmm. have you seen something like that doug can we look at something i'd love to see something like over the last like say twenty Is veganism 30... on the rise yeah, put
2: that up because also too isn't the um uh the 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 burgers and the meat that's like um uh, what? Are, like I, I can't believe it's okay, beyond yeah. <laughs> I can't believe this is meat. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know the hell it's called. I should call that. I can't believe it's not me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably is something like I that.
2: feel like that. That's on the decline. Like, they, they pulled it out of a lot of restaurants.
1: You know That's why, why, I'm, that's why I'm curious. I yeah. want to see. And we've heard more and more people that it was are, such a fad. It was like it
2: tastes almost as good, but it's actually worse for you all across the board. Yeah, because yeah. all the oils. Yeah, it's just like it word got out. Yeah, what is what does it say there, Doug?
4: In Q1 of 2022, the global score for veganism popularity dipped below 60, which I don't know what that means exactly, but it did go down. The peak was in was in 2019. Yeah. Okay, that's Gradual a, decline. Give me something else. I don't yeah. know if I'd like that stat, even yeah.
1: though it tells us it, it's trending. No, it says Report shows decline. I know, I know. Right? I, okay. So that gives me the general, what I was already, whatever I already thought, right? I already thought it was on the decline, right? But I want to know, I'd like to see a graph. I'd like to see, like. Speaking of which, you know, by, uh, by, 3 million people identified as vegan in 1990, yes. and now it's what, you know. So like,
0: speaking of which, so people always wonder, well, why are we pushing um, not eating meat or animal products as a way to be healthy when it's not true? It's not true. A healthy. Omnivore diet is gonna be healthier for the vast majority of people than a healthy vegan one. The it's money. because you can patent right. plants. The Once they did GMO plants, and then products like like Beyond Meat is a patty that is patented. Yeah, a burger patty is not patented. You can't because it's cows. So that's what they can do. They can patent and control the market. This is why they push people in this direction.
1: By the way, you know, listen. If you if you <laughs> If you saw what just happened to us in the last three years where they used a pandemic to push a vaccine for all of us to take and shoot into ourselves to think they would not manipulate information and data to convince you to switch to another diet because they can patent that other diet. You are a fool. Yeah. You are a fool. Somebody
2: just red pilled his coffee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that I mean, that's not even like conspiracy to me. That's no, like it's, business. No, it's not. It's, it's just that's like
2: business 101. Like it's watching the
1: train. If you're about making money and that's what you want to do, that is a smart strategy. Yeah. So uh, forget the moral side, forget the conspiracy. It's all about the money. That's yeah. what yeah. happened. Like yeah. that is a a brilliant strategy. Listen, it's if been you happening make forever. Money.
0: It's been happening forever. The food pyramid was heavily, heavily influenced. By the food industry. Uh, Remember the time, remember there was a, I think this was in 2000, I wanna say 2009 or 10. They were trying to pass laws saying that vegetables must be present in school lunches. Well, They lobbied government to qualify pizza, pizza sauce. Because of tomatoes. I remember that. I remember that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. bullshit. Yeah. Here's
1: your so, vegetable. Yeah. You got pizza sauce. So or ketchup. Sweet. Doug, what are you reading right there? Well, it says between
4: 2004 and 2019, there was a 30-fold increase in vegans in the United wow, States. Wow, 30-fold. But I'm looking through this article, and I don't know really how they're determining that. So okay. yeah, that's from. You I said don't think there's any like. There'd have
2: to be a massive
4: survey. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, that other article that you showed. So that's from 2004 to 2019. That other article said since 2019 to yeah. now we've it been in out. a 60 60 point drop.
4: Right, and I think one of the things that they're using is the increase in vegan products being uh, purchased. That's probably what. That I mean. doesn't uh, necessarily mean that everybody's totally right. plant yeah. that's based. That's more of a trend thing. It's a more of a trend. Uh, right? yeah. so yeah. I, I don't think they have any real stats by, on this. By the way, you know what they just successfully
0: yeah. did? Huh. They grew fruit in a lab.
2: Really?
4: Yeah, like lab-grown
0: fruit now they're working on. What? I know. They're really moving in this direction because they're going to be able to patent everything. Yes. Like, why? It's already Well, they say it's, for the, they say it's for the climate, this and that. By the way, did you know lab-grown meat is far worse than it's the environment? Like, you why? know, I
1: mean, here, I want to be, I want to, I also, okay, why we're talking about this too, because I, I know we're probably already lost half the people that have already drank the Kool-Aid. I do want to make the point that I'm actually not against this because if this can feed people that, sure. that are starving in other countries, sure. and if you had no, if you're, it's like, I can't, like, and by the way, there's millions of people that are, are on less than like a thousand calories right. a day that if we can produce things by the masses with like zero, like very little minimal effort and money that could save lives. Sure. I don't care that it's not as healthy. Yeah, the like, technology.
0: I, think I am. Is I am for that.
1: Yeah. But what I'm not for is yeah. is pushing a bullshit narrative just for that th- these companies to make money and to manipulate other people who have the option to actually make the healthier, well, better they choice. They don't
0: present it right. What they say is this is better for the environment and it's it's it's, it's going to save money and feed more people. But what they need to say, if they're honest, is Right now, it's way more expensive than the real deal, and it's way worse for the environment, but we're just learning it's a new technology. Yeah. And we're working on it. And it Eventually has we po- hope to and get it to that point It has
1: potential to save That's millions it. of lives. But they don't do that. If we could feed them, no, they yeah. sell
0: it as like this is better. It's not And I could get behind that. Yeah, sure. I could I could totally so,
2: get behind that. Let me get this straight though. Like so I heard a stat and I have to get like fact checked on this because it, it was pretty Crazy, like so. How much carbon do you think is in the oh, atmosphere? I heard this. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I, I just give this. a guess.
1: So, uh, so everyone guess. was guessing. All the professors I saw were guessing saw five percent, but it's
2: like five or twenty percent. Even like some people would think because you know there's a lot of like urgency around this. Right. Like, oh my god, right. we're putting so much carbon in the air. Right. 004 percent. Wow. And before that, like thousands of years before that, was like point zero two percent. Yeah. And anything less than that is the ice age. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're looking at. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, I saw, that. I you saw know that, that. So what? Like, where's the hysteria? I'm just, I'm just. Well, throwing you know the, there's a question. The
0: greenhouse gases
2: were much higher during the time
0: of dinosaurs, and that's why there was so much. That's why they think there's that, a lot of growth. Were so big. We've yeah. also exactly. made a
1: massive improvement since the 80s and the 90s. I in the just, 80s and the 90s, yeah. we were like, when we didn't give a shit, we were just pumping yeah. everything out, and there was no effort at all to make, make a better choice. Like We were way worse than what we were just at, just where we're at now.
2: Well, I don't know. People, I'm just if, trying to stay in a logical frame of
0: mind. Look, That's here's, all. here's the thing. If people want to, if they really want to be objective about this, then what they need to realize is this, is that if we impose restrictions on emissions, that the poorest of the poor are dead, Okay, There are people that have just come out of poverty over the last 20 years and they cannot survive uh, these kind of regulations. So we'll kill lots of people. We will slam them into poverty. Now, if you're rich and you're doing okay, you're a wealthy country, some people will hurt. Middle class and lower will hurt, but you'll be okay. But these other people will die. The second thing is nuclear power right now, of the technologies available right now, is the answer. Mm -hmm. But it's so embroiled with crazy... Regulations and fears that it, nobody nobody wants to touch it. But the yeah. truth is, we could have the solution. We could create some of the cleanest, most plentiful energy with these new generation nuclear reactors. Yeah, you know what I am People don't
2: want to touch. Worried about those. Like I, I was watching uh, this documentary about plastics and like microplastics and like how it's just so pervasive and it literally is in like everything now. Yeah, uh, to the point where we were recycling it at one point and then. Uh, I guess because the pollution was so bad for when China hosted the, the Olympics, like they took on a lot of the world's plastic and they were the only ones like recycling it. And just because they didn't have regulations for burning it and like putting it up in the the atmosphere. Uh, and so it it was so bad. They couldn't even, so they stopped, um, Allowing that, you know, those practices that so then that actually like uh put put the halt on a lot of countries outlet for uh, being able to recycle plastic so now they just like get rid of it in the ocean and they just you know uh disperse it like all over the place and it's it's a real big problem so there needs to be innovation for sure in that I, and i am worried about like environmental you know shit. how much
0: of your 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 stuff and your recycling bin goes it gets recycled
2: <laughs> yeah. most of it does not just the aluminum aluminum that's
0: it that's i think been plastics, for, and, and it been only for a long time, glass. time yeah too. yeah, yeah. Because they so were shipping it's, it's it out. It's frustrating. Yeah, I know it's super frustrating. Like put it in there. We're recycling. Now it goes in the garbage. Yeah, I know. I have a buddy that works at waste management You know the waste management places. He's like, bro, it goes in the same <laughs> container. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. That makes
2: me so mad. Why am I separating it out? Yeah, <laughs> it's just a lot that you think you you know you think all this is getting accounted for. It's yeah. just not.
0: Yeah, I know. Hey, I want to tell you guys. Uh, this is kind of cool. So you know how I, I I I think Doug first said this, and he he hit the nail on the head. You know the uh, chocolate bone broth from Paleo Valley and yep. how like everybody's like, t- it's the best tasting protein, yeah, period. Yeah. End of story. There's no protein powder that tastes better. But Doug Neil then, the, it hit the nail on the head. He said it tastes like chocolate donuts. And I'm like, it is chocolate donuts. Yeah. Like, chocolate donuts. yeah. We've been saying on the show. Yeah. They advertise it now as I saw with that. chocolate donuts. A little the chocolate donut in the so. picture. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I, I said, once you drink it, you know. You're like, that's what it tastes like. It literally no, it tastes it. like. I mean, 100% that's from you. 100%. Yeah. I mean,
1: I know, because I obviously handle that side of the house like that, we're by far their their biggest partner, and I'm sure that when we talk about their product, how we talk about their, which by the way, kudos to them for being one of the smarter partners that do that. I think it's so funny when our some of these partners don't take the time to pay attention and see that thing. It's like, that's how much like the information that we're communicating related to their brands makes a difference that why wouldn't you not use that marketing tool like in your benefit by going out and putting money behind it like that. So I'd love to see brands that actually are paying attention to, to stuff like that.
0: You've been taking a lot yeah. of that because you can't
1: have dairy now. Bro, I'm so it's so funny how I was so late to the party on it. And of course now I'm I don't have much of a choice. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I'm on I'm on that like crazy. My favorite part about it, aside from it does taste really good. It does taste, like you said, it's it's a it's great. And even with just like water. Like yeah. I know I make it with the almond milk when I'm at home. If I'm here, I just mix it with water. Uh both ways tastes phenomenal. My favorite part about it is that I can do like four or five scoops of it
0: doesn't bother your gut at all. at all. It's so easy to digest. At all.
1: Like, so if I need a lot, like if I'm way behind on protein and I need like a you know a 50-gram protein shake, I can literally, I don't know how many scoops, because I think it's like, what, it's, six, uh, 16 that's grams? Like, that's or, like four
0: or five scoops, like yeah. 12 grams per scoop, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. 12 so or 13, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah something <laughs> like that, right? So I mean, I could literally load up the scoops and it does not, where in the past, I remember when I used to do that with whey. If I had anything over like it, and I've said this before that I know when I had two products that were like heavy and in like way like that in the day, mm-hmm. like it would definitely mess up my gut. Which obviously we know why now. Um, but yeah, I'm like hard. I've,
0: I've experimented. I've gone as high as over 100 grams of protein from just the bone broth from Paleo Valley. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Which I haven't pushed that high yet. Yeah. Not in one. Not in one serving, but like oh, a in three the day. or four. Yeah. A day. But that's okay. 100 grams. I mean, I have 200 maybe to 215 grams a day. Mm. So that means on that day, I would push my protein up to 300 yeah. just as an experiment. Yeah. No, isu- no negative issues on my gut whatsoever. It's the only protein powder I could, I could probably go crazy with.
1: You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too though, because I know we did an episode recently where we, we were recommending to people that they don't do that. And that doesn't mean that there isn't examples of where one of us has done that or do that. Sure. But I don't think if I were to ask you, Sal. Is it better than food? Or, or I yeah. would say, would you score your day today a perfect day of eating no. just because you hit your protein intake? If you were like, well, you know, I was on the go like crazy, stuff like that, I only got two whole meals and then I had to have a bunch of shakes for the day, you That's wouldn't right. be like, it was a perfect day of eating just because you hit your quote unquote macros you'd be like, oh, it was pretty good. I stayed in my calorie balance. It's better than not. Yeah, it's better than not. But I'm not I'm not trying to celebrate, celebrate a day like that as like that is ideal. It's like that's in case you're better off doing something like that. And I think that's a, an important point to make because we had that episode and I know there was like pushback from the people. Oh, I love my shakes. I love my bars. Like, okay, that's, we're not saying none of us have, that do that. It's just that if you're always striving to be better diet, exercise, and health-wise, you should strive to always get it through whole foods and only use these things as a supplement in case, in case you can't get it. Now, the reality is that tends to happen a lot in people who have very busy lives or struggle like we, I, we saw a bunch of vegans that were on there that were like, well, I don't you know, it's uh, as a vegan, I have a hard time getting okay, that sure. that makes sense. It's then I'm gonna tell you to do that. I'm not gonna shame you from having two protein shakes and say, well, don't do it at all and no, now it's, you it's miss, better than missing your yeah, now you miss your protein intake. That's so but you know I, I'm at this point right now. I'm back to kind of like I'm loosely tracking. I'm not hardcore tracking. If I don't do my creatures a habit first thing in the morning, which is a solid thirty to thirty two grams of protein to start my day, um, I'm always behind. I'm almost still behind, unless I'm like actively. What are you
0: aiming for? Two hundred yeah. something grams?
1: Yeah, I would like. I'm, I'll even let myself hit one eighty and consider it an okay yeah. day because I'm not. But if,
0: ideal what? Two. Yeah, 20, yeah, yeah two hundred. That's hard it's if you hard don't have. Do. Yeah, don't start the day with hit. thirty to fifty grams. It's like you gotta eat seventy grams of protein with each meal. Then. That
1: I know. That's yeah. why. And that's, that's hard. Why, that's what I mean. If I don't, hit- and I'm okay with. There's nothing wrong with. Also, there's another point too to make. There's nothing wrong with having one day of low protein. In fact, we if you go further far enough back, we used to talk a lot about the what we think a lot of benefits behind protein cycling where you have an extremely low day, yeah. one low day and then you go back up, right? So there is value in missing a day of protein low, but not consecutively and what i and i'm more like i notice if i get in the behavior of not getting my creatures to have in the morning i could string Mm -hmm. three to five days of under 140 grams of protein and so at that point i know i'm 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 potentially losing muscle because i'm not even giving my body adequate protein to hang on to the the muscle totally
0: totally i gotta tell you about some books that i got that i think you'd be interested in adam for for max i found these on, uh, where did I, I was on a, I think it was an Instagram post. There's like these parenting Instagram pages that everybody like, uh, where they, you know, and, and I, I see things on there all the time. I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. I'm going to get that for my kid. There's a book it's written by, it's a book series written by Chris Ferry. And here's the books. Okay. The first one is general relativity for babies. Then they have rocket <laughs> science for babies. Then they have Newtonian physics for babies and quantum physics for babies. These are books for kids. Have you opened it and looked uh, at it? Yes. Whoa. You know what I like about them? How
1: do they introduce it? I'm curious.
0: I'm learning a shit.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably <laughs> best and, Well, I
0: mean, it's actually adults. really it's really good. And yeah. as a parent, I'm reading it, I'm like, oh string theory for a child. It's actually really it's really, really good. Yeah. And my kid is like looking through them and I'm so you know, a big mistake I've made in the past is if I really want my kid to do something, yeah, I'll be overexcited and I'll go present it and they'll say no, and then I've lost the opportunity. Yeah. So there it is. Look at look at all the look at all the different look at neural networks for kids, <laughs> astrophysics for for babies. Look at that. Can see? you
1: can you show the? I want to see the inside of one. Like is it like is it? Do they do it basic enough where it's not like?
0: I mean, it's it's. Let me put it this way: you're introducing the words. And you are, two. but but it's not it's not like. I, I mean, mean hey, here's it's, it's good, it, and course, you learn as a parent, like I said. One I'm of the this,
1: things <laughs> that I've been most impressed about. Max's education and schooling in comparison to anything that I ever got like I was I didn't get I don't know about you guys I didn't get introduced to any sort of school structure until I was five
5: mm-hmm.
1: my son has been in in schools since he was three years old so or even two and a half actually if you count the the, or the original one the uh, Montessori right so we had Montessori at two two and a half and then he went to regular school at three and four they teach him th- like you think presidents like what is my son doing losing presidents, yeah. but he already can see images and, and connect names. Like, oh, Lincoln, like he'll know. Cool. So I, even though he, he probably can't give me a whole dissertation on it, I know that at, when he gets older and as they teach that in classes older, like it'll probably, prepared, I mean, yeah, totally. it'll it'll sink in. Well,
0: well look you, at this book. Start with the first one, Doug, the, the, like the first picture or whatever, whoever's clicking that. See, it says, this is a ball. This ball has energy. And then you go to the next one. Keep going. This ball has zero energy. So, and so you kind of explain. Yeah, it.
1: that's great. This
0: ball, the, the, all balls are made of atoms. There are, what does that say? Neur- uh, neutrons. neutrons. Then they have electrons. Then it talks
1: about, you know, how yes, things yeah. have mass. Oh and, my God, it's great.
0: I mean, it's really cool. So yeah, yeah I'm like, and it's fun from, I enjoy <laughs> reading these, you know. You should yeah. make
1: this your shout out today. Cause I, I did not know about this author. So throw that author up as a I just as, found shout it. Out I got, today. it was so cool. Who who did you just see it on Instagram and yeah, got marketed it to somebody you? Somebody shared I love it. Stuff like that.
0: Somebody shared it on Instagram that they like for their kids, and I'm like, what? They make yeah. books like this? So I yeah. went on. I went on Amazon, and they're.
2: Psh. I mean, I definitely did a lot of the uh, uh programming in terms of music. And so <laughs> I I did like all of the ACDC and Metallica lullaby. That's awesome stuff, and it stuck. You know, and, like that's the weird part is like, and mix in with like classical music. Um, but, uh, yeah, like all that stuff, dude, if you can introduce it to him the right way, I feel like it, it's, it does promote, uh, interest later on. Totally. Isn't
1: there research around, uh, classical music and learning?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There is, right? Yeah. Yes.
1: You
0: yeah. know, it has to do, you know what they, they, they think it, well, so there's a lot of mystery around music and how it helps with oh my God. learning. Yeah. Part of it is the, the, the subconscious, learning you get from the tempo and the beats Mm -hmm. they think that Mm -hmm. that contributes to your ability to conceptualize math the other thing has to do with just how it lights up the whole brain so it may improve communication between different regions in the brain but there's a lot of mystery too as to why music has such a an effect on our our ability to process information
2: i wish i had like access to this one uh, this this video explains i think it's mozart uh one of his main pieces but um they were talking about the genius of it because you could literally play it forward and backwards exactly the same mm. and like <laughs> they were like what? basically upside down and it like all all different directions and it had a, a whole sequence that made sense so it was like this this very alien like ability he had to to kind of uh, string all of these notes together, and it—I it, don't know. Like, I'll have to like add that in. Maybe the show notes. I'll add the video that explains, but it, it would just trip me
1: out. I'm super fascinated by music and the role it plays, and I still think that there's so much that we haven't fully uncovered. I mean, it's, I think you think you know that, like, uh, grocery stores play a very specific type of music to get you to shop longer and yeah, buy. They know you'll stay longer. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can you can play certain types for for learning. I mean, it's just. I think that's really interesting that, I that. You, we I mean, I've told you guys that one of the coolest things I ever saw was my, my cousin who homeschools all her kids and they they the the homeschooling teaches like over years a single song that they build on it. Yeah, he told that's us. teaching them the like history and yeah. a timeline. I'm like, oh my god, that's like and I think that these kids are are long, yeah. you know, disconnected from that now and could still recite that or like the power of that is incredible i mean that that has to be how we got this far for so long before there was pen and paper and yeah. places oh 100 i we mean
2: would- all that and like jim quick like when he was breaking all that down about memorizing things and associating and like creating visuals within like that memory so you you know associate it it's so much easier listen, to recall it
0: listen say the abc's in your head right now yeah, without singing exactly it. You're gonna sing. it. Yeah, it's yeah. just the it way. This is it, just the way it is. It is. I know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, did you uh, Justin? This is cool. So I, I saw this the other day. I thought you would find this interesting. It. I saw a uh, a link um, with a uh, an image. Right. It's a picture of the fastest animals in the world. So the fastest land animal, the fastest animal in water, and the fastest animal in the air. So do you guys know which one, what they are? Land animal is probably easy. You guys probably know that.
1: Well, the air is falcon. Yes, yeah. there's a specific type of it's falcon. Kind of, yeah, what is it? It's called the
0: Pregurine Paragon. Par- pre- Pregurine, P-R-E-G-U-R-I-N-E.
1: Land falcon. is the land is the cheetah. Cheetah. Okay, and then what was my other water?
4: Yeah, dolphin. No. Huh. Oh, water. Hmm. The fastest in the water. Yeah, it's not a dolphin.
0: Sailfish. Oh, oh sailfish. So here's what's crazy. So first off, these are in kilometers. I don't know how many miles this is. Maybe we can look this up. But the, the Falcon is this so
2: streamlined? I guess. Huh?
0: Well, so so I'm gonna tell you what trip me out, right? So let's start with the fastest, right? The the, the Falcon,
1: three hundred. It peaks out of three hundred ninety kilometers an hour. What is that in miles? So oh divided God. by two. Is that it? I mean, roughly. It's. I think it's like 2.2 kilometers per mile or something like that. Didn't they model right? no, something in their nose? Oh, it's very similar. It's very, it is? Yeah, it's very similar. It's like, what is Did it? You say
4: 390 kilometers per hour? Yeah. yeah, That's yeah.
1: 240 miles per hour. Oh, my God. So what is the math? So that's not right. So what, No. It, what,
2: I think it's 0.6 or something like that. Yeah. Oh, 0.6.
0: Bro,
1: I thought it was, I thought it was 290
0: miles an hour an animal? Oh my God! There's
2: something specific, like if you look, that they modeled, I think, jet airplanes. The stealth after. Airplane. yeah, like in their nose, like some kind like, of like shape. Also, their beak. also the way that they're the way that they dive so so quick, yes. like they had to have like something specific about their nose. Also,
0: the way that they're shaped, if you look at them when they're peak speed and they how they the air moves around them, this is they base the stealth bomber off of them. Oh, yeah. If you look at how it's kind of like a little bigger in the front. That's how controls. we always advance, yeah. technology. It's look crazy. At All right. So, so Cheetah.
1: Just wild. When you think
0: cheetah, like look this up, someone for me, goes 120 kilometers an hour. Yeah, so
1: they were like 60. Like a cheetah's like 60 miles no, an hour. No,
0: that's faster than
1: that.
4: 74.
2: 74 right. miles an hour,
0: which is hella fast. Can you imagine? You're on a freeway.
2: Yeah. A cheetah runs we were always you? told it was like 100 miles an hour, yeah. you know, ability. But that's crazy. Yeah, that's still really fast. Here's what tripped me out. The
0: sailfish. It's in water. Water is hard to go fast in, 110 kilometers an hour. It only goes 10 kilometers slower than the cheetah in the water. Yeah,
1: it's impressive. You know how much
2: power you have to generate to go that fast in the water? That's insane. I wonder if that, that sail gives it some aerodynamic, well, obviously not. Uh, arrow, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> torpedo <Water> dynamic. dynamic. <laughs> what do you say in the water? I for don't that? know. Uh, yeah, know that's. Why? I mean,
1: obviously, air would make the most sense to be the fastest. Of course, it is interesting that the the. Well, I mean, the water is slower. It's just not as way slower. Well, I mean, than the uh, ten uh, kilometers. Yeah, then the uh, that's nothing than land. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a lot of power. Mm. Hey, I take know. a
4: look at this picture here of a uh, Falcon diving.
1: Yeah, tell a, me what it looks like. The stealth bomber.
0: Yeah, I told you.
4: Yeah, right there up in the left. Wow.
0: Uh, actually in fact there should be a, a there's a picture i guarantee comparing them scroll down is that one right there oh yeah right there oh, look at its uh, oh my god yeah see It's identical. identical
2: look up its nose Doug, so i don't sound crazy
0: now they you know they hunt look other birds look up its nose yeah, yeah, yeah. like they use yeah.
2: the some some kind of like valve in its nose to they're big too to they're advance. bigger than what you like
1: you
0: would so think. fighter they're, they're they're so they expensive. they hunt birds right they fly real high and they see another bird another fast bird and they <laughs>
2: Yeah, that that's the crazy part. I always forget that. Like birds are are they they prey on each other all the time. Yeah. So those, those yeah. You ever seen uh, falcons and those Some of those bi- I don't know what they're called.
0: I could get some, into that kind harpy of eagles or yeah. No.
2: Yeah,
1: like, yeah. Like, I don't know if I could ever be birds the bird watching guy who's like got his little boat out and he's in his backyard and he's I'll like watch that. yeah. But I would totally do. Yeah, but would you
0: even know what's going carnage. on? Jeez, it's so fast. Have know. you seen? Have you seen those? I think they're called harpy. There's like harpy eagles and golden eagles. They're so big, they like pick up goats and shit
2: and <laughs> throw them off cliffs. Yeah, yeah I always I always go back to that one culture that uses them to hunt. Oh, the Mongolian? Yeah, the Mongolian yeah, culture. Yeah, it's so badass.
0: It's so badass. Do you know that the, who was it? I want to say the U.S. or it might have been England was looking at using dolphins as a way to attack submarines, I believe, in World War II. the U.S.
2: and I think the Russians, too. Yeah. Yeah. They put like, they put like an explosive on the top of the Yeah. They had, I think they, they even used like torpedoes and things and, and, I mean, did like suicide missions with them. I know. Dude, I can't believe we forgot to talk about
1: why we were talking about the whole vegan diet yeah. culture and stuff like that. Oh. Not bring up the, I, okay. Okay. You sent over, first of all, you talked about the other day, the doctors that are getting paid. Okay? Doctors and
0: dietitians, yeah. that are getting
1: paid by the food industry to promote and bullshit. And what I didn't tell you guys, you sent yep. over this article. I just came out. So just about, I, this was like literally last week, just not even, not even a week, over a week or two ago. Uh, one of our buddies, uh, Brad Jensen, who he is, I'm trying to remember the name of his podcast. Um, he's been on our, I think we had him on our show a long time ago. Or he came on here and he him and his sister interviewed us. Do you remember who I'm oh, talking yeah, about? Recall. Recall guy, that. Uh, oh, re- yeah, I recalled. Buff guy, recovered yeah. from uh, a drug addiction. It's yeah, a yeah, great great story, great, great guy. guy. Um, he did like this shout out of listing off like, you know, five people you must follow in fitness. And, uh, you know, I always appreciate it when people give us love and shout us out that way. But then there's always somebody in their list. I'm just like, "Ah, man, he shouted that guy out. And I actually had this, like, I wanted to send something to him. One of the fake doctors. And I wanted to send something to him, but I was like, ah, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not like that. Like, I'm going to hate somebody. I don't have to. But now that that came out, like, I have to go. I have to reach out to him. Maybe he'll hear this. I know he listens to the show. Like, that guy is a piece of shit. I knew he was a piece of shit. <laughs> I knew he was a piece of shit when we first had an encounter with him yes. over a year and a half, two years ago. He's so annoying. <laughs> where we got into it over, I don't even remember what what it was over. Was it cardio that we were getting into it with him He over? just,
0: okay, so his name on social Arrogant, media. Fucked. I don't you like it. Anybody who follows him, go ahead and send him this clip. Be like, yes. hey, we're talking shit. You, should, you should go after them. He's a puke. Please come after us. Yeah. Uh, his name, Dr. Idz. Is it I-D-Z? And he gets on there and he's super arrogant and like, where's blah, 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 his lab coat in his videos? Blah blah blah. blah. Pop and, and then you know, sugar is fine. Blah blah blah. The vaccine good for you. Blah blah. Anyway, I got a debate with. I don't remember what it was a while ago. I'm like, this is bad information. And we went back and forth. And he was such a arrogant. Well, you know, I have a PhD and blah blah blah. Anyway, well, it turns out you're one of the people that are paid off. So yeah, how did that
1: come? Go go like, how yourself. did you how do you come across that?
0: Max Lugovier posted. So the the. Investigative journalists who, fi- who found out these influencers were being paid off, yeah, listed. I guess some of them as the ones that he uncovered. Yeah. And this you've been
1: outed, fool. What's his uh, following? He's got a big following. He's got too. a big following. What's he up to now? I, I don't know. You know. And by the way, I, mean, I wa- would love to. Talk I to want him. our listeners. To- fuck him. I'd love. to no, give him. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. even give him the opportunity to do that. Fuck him. We we we, we we've had a lot of people. The reason why I really wanted to bring him up too, I know it's like I sound salty as fuck over this, but this is a, a guy who I know we've been tagged many times where people think he's great or has good information because he's – Countered some of the information that we've talked yeah. about, mm. and we've gone back and forth with this dude for over a couple of years now, and it's like at this point we're like whatever about it. But the fact that this came up now, now it's I'm I'm fucking coming after him. Two hundred
4: forty eight thousand followers.
1: Wow. Yeah, so he's got That's a quarter a million people many. that are paying attention to him. Yeah, but he's also so, on
4: TikTok. He's got a lot of followers
1: there. Yeah, even more there. On. Yeah, because yeah. he is. He's like a TikTok doctor. Oh, That's yeah. exactly I mean, what yeah, I put him in. Yeah, put him yeah, in yeah. the category of TikTok. Yeah, go doctor. back to
2: TikTok and stay there. Yeah. So you're a
1: punk. So, uh, so so happy that came out, dude, on something like that. But you know what? I'm it's, not surprised. How, I'm not either. How crazy is this, Like how this stuff unfolds like this? I know. Somebody it's who, like,
2: justice. we got
1: into it with it years ago and just something didn't, didn't, didn't rub any of us the right way. And here, by the way, we have people that are friends of ours who we disagree with stuff. Like, Lane Norton's a perfect example of someone who doesn't align with our exact messaging but I have so much respect, and I like that guy. Why? Because like, he has integrity. That's right, and we, and, and we can have that conversation. This guy was not like that. This was some of this guy that was a punk. The most,
0: the look, I don't like um, people who put out bad stuff anyway who just uh, who don't have integrity, right? Nobody likes that, but what I really hate, I really hate, is that people who have letters by their name, PhD, doctor, whatever, who also have terrible integrity and who are out there putting out bad information. Why? Way more dangerous. Way dangerous. Way more dangerous. And, And it's like, you know, you went through all that schooling you did the. If you did, the, what is the oath called? Did. The Hippocratic Oath that they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you come out and you're a piece of shit. It's like when you're a scientist. Hey, okay, I
1: tell you what though. If you did, slinging. Remember snake the oil. other guy too, who was the who created the fucking rubber band bar thing that wanted to be on the show a hundred times. Everybody talks about him too. That is all like steroided, jacked out, and says so like I would get it from the from the band bar. Just my band. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I found out later that that dude like did one of those like, you know online fake universities to have, a, oh, yeah. have his degree. So I wouldn't even put it... If that guy has... It, if this doctor has that kind of wow. integrity to sell out like this, don't for a minute think that he's not the same guy too that would get some bullshit degree just so he says he has Maybe. a PhD. So BSU.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah on a po- more positive note, Justin, you're correct. Yeah. So when designing jets, because <laughs> when they do supersonic speeds, the engine can choke because of the airflow. Oh. And so there's some was. special baffle or cone inside the falcon's nose that breaks up Restricts the air somehow the air. Yeah. yeah so that you don't have that issue so they design that into the the so fighter plane interesting yeah
1: wow even more interesting how they figured that out like oh yeah <laughs> I know, like running those speeds and then figuring out like the things probably crashing or not, or like. Well, I mean,
0: think about it. How the bird gonna breathe going that fast? Yeah. they still have to breathe.
1: It's like it's it hold yeah. You breath. haven't skydived yet before. That's actually one of the I hardest parts. I mean, oh, yeah. <gasps> one, one of the hardest parts is when you when you jump out, is the air is blowing so fast in your mouth, you almost kind of feel like you can't breathe. Yeah, and you can't like it's a weird feeling. Yeah, it's that a weird... makes me want to jump out of a plane even more. <laughs> yeah, I knew you wouldn't anyway. So who cares? I did it <laughs> once. So I'm looking good, dude. Oh no, yeah, man, yeah, it's yeah, like sure. it's like the
0: other day when uh, you guys made me go on the fucking boat, dude. That is this is not for me guys. It was guys. a normal
2: cruising. No it wasn't. It was a sailboat.
0: <laughs> and I got so freaking seasick. Oh, it was terrible. We can't take you anywhere. It's a dude. bummer, dude, cuz it was not even like windy or anything. It was windy and it was going sideways. Anyway, <laughs> listen. I guess I get seasick hella easy. No, yeah. I, was, took, I felt bad for you, bro. bro I, I took Zofran and everything. Yeah. I have like like prescri- it was a prescription. That's what's crazy. But you got easy. to you, be a captain for you the You day, actually at least. took medication bro, you still It hit me. Hard and then, yeah, once it, and I'll and get you to oh. impossible
2: to, to recover. And the yeah. captain,
0: dude,'s like, he saw me, he saw my face. Like, you're all right, I'm like, nope. And he nope. goes, come up here, grab the <laughs> wheel. A little green. Help. So, the whole time, I'm you know, steering the ship looking like I'm awesome, but in reality, I'm just holding on for dear <laughs> life. Like, please, God, don't let me throw up in front of my staff. This will totally
2: be I knew like it because we're throwing jokes here. He's like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah no, <laughs> I'm like, oh, Sal's
0: he's not, not firing back, dude, something's yeah.
1: wrong with him, yeah, exactly. Dude. Terrible. hey i want to uh give a shout out or hopefully this guy hears this i i don't remember his name it's probably better that i don't remember his name um but if you, you're you listening to this uh email our team okay email it at, at uh, info at mindpumpmedia.com i got pulled over by a chp and he could have been a total prick to me and was like super cool and i didn't get to thank him or say anything like that and he like j- he totally went right back to his bike and left and i'm like oh man and I, I and was a, a a mind pump fan obviously cuz when he saw he yeah, no, that's not why. I mean, he was, he was, yeah. but that's not why it was. It was like he saw the, the name, and I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, and then he didn't even get a chance to talk to me. He left. So, if you email in, I would love to be able to thank you or talk to you. So, yeah, shout out to that CHP. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We we appreciate what yeah, they we do. we definitely my, appreciate. Yeah, you. my brother in law is a police officer, and he'd tell me stories and stuff they do. I'm like, man, I hate, I hate how sometimes the media goes gets so 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 south on police officers because you go do that job, man. They got to deal oh, with the man. craziest shit,
2: dude. You know Possible I mean? job, yeah. I
1: mean, come on. No, I mean, I think of like police officers and teachers are like some of the probably the the um least valued people. Least appreciated. that have Yeah, least yeah. appreciated positions that do some of the most important work to our culture. And it's unfortunate that uh, they are undervalued for what they deliver for us. And because you have one bad teacher or one bad cop or bad experience, it all of a sudden like everybody it's just like it's so terrible if you have a bad tra- you have one bad experience with a personal trainer to think that like all trainers are scumbags or bad. Yeah, but there's certain
0: far- jobs that yeah. that most people wouldn't want to do because precisely because they're dangerous and scary. Police officer, go fight overseas. You know when people criticize other people who join the military go fight like if they what are you doing, dude? I'm Crazy. not seeing you sign up to go yeah, over there yeah, yeah. and do that Makes shit no sense and put your to me. life on the line. Firefighters, like really? Yeah. You know, so like, you know, these are jobs that most people I wouldn't want to be a cop. I don't know how I'd be able to deal with that. That's tough. Yeah. And that's yeah. a job we need. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And I feel like today, more than ever, the, the bullshit that they have to take. Totally. You know, like just because they make them like fit in the lines like so much is so like crazy to yep. me, like how much they're scrutinized. So totally. shout out to him. Much right. love. And
0: then and then the, the shout out to the author of the books that I got, is Chris F-E-R-R-I-E. And he's the author of Science for Babies, Science for Babies series, really good stuff. Your sleep plays a massive role in your health, your ability to burn body fat, build muscle, and even just think clearly. Well, well, there's a product called Sleep Breakthrough that has ingredients that have been shown to just improve the quality of your sleep. Now, these aren't crazy sedatives. You don't wake up groggy. They do nourish your body though, and they do encourage more restful sleep. The kind of sleep that you go to bed, you wake up in the morning, you don't wake up in between, you just feel amazing. It's all natural. It's a great product. Go check it out. Go to sleepbreakthrough.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code pump 10 and get a discount.
4: All right, back to the show. Our first caller is Tucker from California. Tucker,
6: what up, what's up, Tucker. Man? How are you doing, gentlemen?
4: Good. What's happening? It's
6: good to hear. Nothing, nothing. I, uh, so I actually, uh, been a fan of the, the podcast for a while now. I, uh, Listen to it a lot on my uh, my drives from uh, here at USC to back to Colorado. Um, and when I was one of the drives, I was like, I have been having this uh, this like trap pain for ever now. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna submit a submit a question to you guys and see if I just happen to get get a response. And I did. Um, but basically, it's I have this like this kind of trap pain and like almost like forward forward shoulder. It feels like I had submitted a video uh to the thing as well but like when i do pull-ups and stuff it almost feels like i have to like compensate on one side um or even when i'm doing like a bench press it feels like i have to like move my right hand further away and um and like almost like kind of drive my shoulder back in a different way and i uh trying to see if you guys had any advice for that or what you guys think it could be or did you have
1: injury any sort of an injury sport injury or anything like that
6: i did i uh had a pretty traumatic hand injury my sophomore year of college. I uh, had some glass go, go through my hand, injured all like my entire hand, all the muscle, artery, punctured all the nerves, all the tendons, everything. So it's still getting some feeling back in the fingers. But um, during that time, I couldn't, like, my hand was paralyzed, so I couldn't do any work on my left side. So I did a lot of work on my right side. And I'm kind of scared that I might have overcompensated that side. And then when I was getting back to it, I was trying to do different kinds of, you know, pull variations or whatever, whatever it was. And I had to like use a wrap because I didn't have mobility in my fingers to pull. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I don't I, know. Do you have any of our programs right now? I do not. Okay. Map symmetry, bro. That's what map we, symmetry. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll send map symmetry over to you. Uh, and have you, have you ever trained like a whole, like a whole training block, meaning for like months of unilateral work or one side
6: of everything? Yeah, I've. I've never done – I've always just – I've done, like, some unilateral stuff when I work out. Like, this morning I did, like, one unilateral exercise, but I've never done it as an entire block yeah, for yeah. a period of time.
1: Yeah, I think you'll get tremendous – benefit. I mean, I can see on the right
6: side. I can see what you're talking before,
0: about. Before doing that, though, let me ask you some, a more, some more questions. Do you have any neck injuries or neck pain?
6: My – I always have to crack my right side of my neck. Okay. I always have to go like, I just crack yeah. right there. When I do, where do you, when I do that side, it does
0: not. Where do you feel, can you point to the trap pain?
6: Like, I I, guess kind of, On the it's top? not as severe right now, but then also sometimes like kind of, I okay. guess with like a hole in my shirt, but um, right here too.
0: Yeah. It's, I don't think it's your trap. I think it's the maybe levitator scapulae muscle. So, so it's one of the muscles that elevates, The shoulder blade, I don't think it's a muscle issue, though. I think it might be coming from your neck. So what happens when a muscle feels chronically tight or like it kind of hurts, oftentimes what's happening is there's an instability that your body is sensing. And so it it tightens muscles up around the instability to provide stability. But then what happens, like if you were flexing your bicep constantly, that muscle will start to get tight and kind of feel fatigued. Then it feels better to press on it. You'll get temporary right. relief, but then it kind of it kind of comes back. So I I feel like this is coming from your neck. I think doing movements that will help with traction through the spine might be a good idea. Uh, I think uh, like the wall test in Maps Prime. Would probably be pretty good. Yeah. I think a prone cobra exercise where you depress the scapula and create length in your spine where you're kind of lifting the very, very top of your head and trying to create length throughout <clears throat> the spine, might help. Okay. um, I, I don't think you should do I don't think you should do any pull down movements for now. I think rowing is okay, but I would go really light. And I would focus on bringing the shoulder blades back, but down. All unilateral work, though. Back, but down. Really squeezing back and down and going really light. Because what you're trying to do is create length in the spine. So you want to create length between the shoulder and the spine. But I don't want you to create length by turning your head uh, too often or crack. The cracking of the neck will feel okay or feel better because you're probably articulating small joints that are also... Tight with some stabilizer muscles, but that's not going to be a, a like a permanent yeah. um, solution. So I don't know if you want. I think to prime.
2: Well, I just think Prime Pro is uh, a little more specific to um, like neck and upper back, uh, any kind of like uh, instability and and uh, addressing a kind of range of motion issue. Um, so I think going through that would be a good idea too. Even if it's like we so we have neck cars, but just finding out kind of limitations with that and maybe some restrictions in terms of like the ability of you to rotate with your neck and have, uh, control and strength there and support. And then also too with the shoulder blades in terms of like each one of, um, it, so it takes you through all the different, um, abilities of elevating, depressing, retracting, and protracting, and just kind of taking it through those ranges of motion, uh, to sort of, Get it to respond appropriately. Maybe sometimes, like, it's just not responding appropriately. And so we need to strengthen better movement patterns and really that's what you know the the work needs to go in that direction for you then to to go into you know training with weights and be able to add i got a bit of load. He, he
1: might need to take a like a lacrosse ball to kind of relieve to to first That might help open up Yeah. so the first thing i would do is probably take a lacrosse ball against the wall or the floor if you can handle that pressure and kind of roll that area that gives you temporary relief that'll get the cns to kind of calm down a little bit then i would go to the M- maps prime pro movements that justin's referring to and then i would when i go to training i would train map symmetry and when i train i would take the advice that sal is saying which is really really pay attention when you get onto that side of retracting and depressing the shoulder and like taking the movement nice and slow mm-hmm. don't get obsessed with trying to increase weight get, add more weight add more weight get obsessed with the technique in the form of it i mean that would be i'm gonna i'll try something right now through video
0: it might be kind of hard but you can see me right tucker Yes, I did. Okay, so put your, so it's your, what is it, your right arm? Yeah. Okay, so extend your right arm up above your head, nice and straight. Really straighten your lock, elbow out. Yeah, lock your elbow. Okay, but keep your head straight because I see yeah. you turning here. So try and, try be and real press hard. your body down. Okay, now while, now while keeping your arm and everything elevated, can you bring your shoulder down? Can you shrug your shoulder down? Yeah, just like this. Oh, okay, up, try that again. Yeah. So lift your arm up. Now oh, really yeah. now while so, it all the way while locking your elbow out drop your drop your shoulder down bring your shoulder down bring it down yeah, down yeah, down yeah, down. Yeah, keep try, pressing it he's, try, he's trying right now okay. pressing it now yeah. while you're depressing the shoulder with that happening this is what I want you to do with your head without turning your head now bring your left ear down towards your shoulder without turning my head without turning <laughs> Not- your head yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, no no press your arm up and drop your shoulder Really drop your shoulder. Really pull it down. That's it. It's real hard. But do I'm it. trying. I'm trying. Okay. Now, yes. bring your, now bring your ear down slowly on the other side, and you'll feel a little bit of relief. Or you should.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, he's already- now he's, he's, he's anchoring it. You feel that?
0: Okay. I want you to hold that. Keep bringing the shoulder down as hard as you can.
1: It's so levator. Scapula, yeah. 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 Notice, keep, notice how challenging that is just to do that. Yeah.
0: Now- It's, it's so hard. Okay. Now <laughs> keep doing that. Keep doing that, but keep that elbow locked. Keep that elbow locked out. Yeah, lock the elbow. Yeah, but there, drop there the shoulder. Drop the shoulder. Can okay, now slowly come out and come back down to regular position. You can put your arm down at your side and just kind of chill there for a second. Do you notice any difference in how that area feels? Does it feel a little bit better? Move around. I don't know, test it a little bit.
6: It almost feels like it wants to, like, like kind of pull me back, like, yeah. up in a way. Like, yeah. it feels like... Like, my posture wants to be kind of re-correct, yeah. recorrected. Did
0: you, did you notice any relief or, like, you were stretching some of the areas that were tight? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
6: I saw yeah. it was, like, it was almost a workout, too, in a way, as well, yeah. for, like, back here. And then there was a stretch so kind of going on here. there's some instability
0: there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's some instability in. there. And so, so, you know, I like the wall test better than anything else that we said because you really are going to have – but you got to do it right. It's going to create some – some natural traction in the spine. So traction is the spine trying to lengthen, but okay. not passively. It's you with your muscles in the wall test, creating this tall position, yeah. holding everything, it's stacking maintaining control, everything
2: where it needs to be, and
0: pulling things down, and that'll help kind of um, create the the
1: space where your body's going to feel a little more stable. Is that is that in Prime Pro 2 or is it only in Prime? That, that specific only movement is only in Prime, I That's think. only is in Prime. So oh, then, okay. said, we're gonna I to guess give, we'll give you both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give you, a bunch you get of three share. programs. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I almost want you to get in the forum, too, so I can actually see you do the movement. Because one of the things that's really important, you notice when Sal was telling you that the, the, the tendencies that you had to want to move your head and then you notice your elbow wanted to break the key to this is 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 recognize that if you just go through the movement where you're just like no
0: if you uh, yeah, lift,
1: yeah. lift my arm and then I tilt my head Nothing. And then you if you allow yourself to cheat the movement right. and it's not really difficult and hard we're not working on that stability we're not firing those neurons over to that area and lighten it all up and so you'll just deviate from that so it is important how you do this when you watch the videos in in prime and Prime Pro you'll hear the coaching cues that that uh, Dr brink is doing with uh, you know one of us it's so important that you you really pay attention to that when you do it because if you just kind of go through the motions you're I not mean gonna-
0: what what I did was very far from ideal because in a perfect world I'd be there with you I'd hold your elbow mm-hmm. I'd help you Pull right. into position. I'd press on the muscle that I'm trying to get to relax. I'd help put you in where you need to. Well, and having so, a rigid
2: surface like a wall like that yeah. to give you feedback in terms of your spine yeah. uh, is going to be really helpful. Yeah,
0: too. but we'll send you all that stuff. But look at the wall test and do it exactly as it's laid out and try to create the feeling that we created here when I walked you through that movement, uh, and do that before your workouts and then do symmetry.
1: And, and, and by the way, like, it's so, it's so great. You're, you look like a young guy, so it's good that you're aware of this now and you're trying to address it. Cause you don't know how many 40, 50 year old clients oh, that God. we used to get that had this at 20 years old, yeah. just kept going about their life. Cause now they, they can't raise
2: their arm. All yeah. then
1: they can't do, sh- and then to, uh, right. to, to undo that when you're 50 is yeah, would, so much more it work. It would take
0: me months as a trainer. So,
1: yeah. you know, being aware of it now and already starting to work towards that is so important. But yeah. stick to the unilateral work and, and within, symmetry. Within,
0: listen, honestly, God, within four to six weeks, if you do it right, you should notice a pretty significant difference.
6: And I should I should keep my weight like more on the light side. I just, oh, yeah. I, yes. I know I should. I just it's Listen, like one of the biggest things I thought though was going to the gym and being like I know I can lift so much more weight no, than this. Focus but it's just on like, muscle connection. As soon as I do my form, kind of twitching yeah, back. And yeah. Like,
0: no, if you go he- if you go uh, heavier or, than you can uh, do with this with what we're trying to do, your body's going to revert to its old recruitment pattern because right now you're stronger with a poor recruitment pattern than you are with a good or proper recruitment pattern exactly. so if you add weight you're just going to go back to crappy recruitment patterns and you're going to strengthen them and you're you going to make them worse
1: you you can still i mean this is a great time to like you you probably heard me talk on the show about tempo like this is a good time to really mess with tempo slow down your tempo get mm-hmm. a good squeeze at the top you can still build muscle yeah exactly people think that oh man i got to do this rehab bullshit i'm not going to get i'm going to lose my muscle and i can't can't yeah. you know you can still build muscle you can still look great like but just get obsessed with the technique now
6: okay perfect and then also kind of quick question on that note is is swimming okay i'm a i'm in a swimming class right now here at here at usc and i uh do you think I know. that's yeah. because I'm kind of going over my shoulder. I it's, mean, you're, it's an elective so I can drop it pretty you're fi- easily. Or- you're, you're fine unless it's
1: you. Okay, listen, you're fine, you but here's an example motion. of actually when you go through the exercises we're teaching, you should definitely do these those zone one stuff before you go do your swim class. Oh, yeah. Like Priming. it'll take it'll take you like right literally before. two or three minutes. Go like if I'm sure there's a wall somewhere in the in the class, like get against the wall warm up and prime yourself really well before that will make a, a big difference in your mechanics in yeah. the way you swim. I would
0: prime before and after. Yeah. You know, that'll, that'll be all right. That'll
1: help.
6: Okay. Perfect. I, uh, I appreciate you guys' time a lot. Also a quick side note. I, uh, never grew up with a father figure. So kind of hearing the way you guys interact with like your kids and your wives and all that has kind of meant a lot to me. And just to like, I have honestly learned a lot from it. I take it into like my various relationships that I've had with.
0: You know, woman at my age, so I, I appreciate it a lot, you guys. You got it, dude. Thank man. you, man.
6: Thanks, buddy. thanks, dude. Of course. Enjoy the rest of your day.
0: Take it easy. I guess mustaches are back in style. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cool mustache. A lot of they kids are, yeah. with the with the Yeah, yeah. I um uh, what he had. I mean, that's super common. What yeah. he feels. Um, and it oftentimes the way he explained it it feels like it's it's typically instability in the in the neck or in the scapula and all yeah, all we're doing is we're trying for people watching and listening all we're doing is essentially this is generally what's happening you're telling the body it's safe Mm -hmm. to move in the way that you needed to move. It's
2: protective. Yes. Your your body's trying to protect, you know, any kind of instability. And it just exaggerates when you're doing your everyday uh, activities where you're just kind of sitting at your desk and you're leaning forward. And um, so this is something, you you know, the quicker he addresses this, the easier it's going to be for him to alleviate.
1: We didn't get the chance to see because he sent a video of him doing pull-ups from behind. But a lot of times you also see this manifest in uh, the the, uh, uh, imbalance in their chest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he's got this slight rolling forward, so I had this right. So I had this is what I had in my twenties, and I had this. And the I, what I noticed more than pain because I actually didn't get a lot of pain so much, but I did have the rolling of the shoulder, and I had this massive discrepancy between yeah. my left and my yeah, right. so you and my, end
2: up having this asymmetry when you go to yes, press. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: So it's it is very common. Like where 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 it manifests, how it feels to the person, as far as like pain or they just mm. notice the imbalance or whatever like that.
0: By the way, you know what's really good at what I said with the spinal
1: traction eldoa. Oh, yeah. Eldoa,
0: for people that don't know, coaches coaches and trainers, Eldoa is one of the best. You know what? We
1: actually have some on the Mind Pump TV channel, a
2: couple really good ones.
1: I think
0: you
2: even did a few of them. I
0: did. And that is uh, traction through, not passive, but active. And it really makes a big difference for stuff like this. Yeah, I've
2: done that.
4: Our next caller is Madison from Indiana. Hi, Madison. How can we help you?
7: Hi, Hi, guys. How are you? We're good. How are you? Good. Um, this is crazy. I'm a little nervous as most people are. So
0: (laughs) no problem. Justin's nervous too. Yep. I always am. (laughs) It's obvious. (laughs) How can we help you?
7: Um, well, I guess I will get straight into my question. Um, a little bit of background. I have come from a big weight loss journey. Um, I do have to say thank you to you guys. I've done this three times in the last 10 years of my life. I have Lost and gained significant amounts of weight, and um, following your guys' advice is what's helped me keep it off. So, thank you so much.
0: You got it. Awesome. Um,
7: um, But, anyways, so I had planned all this year to run powerlift this fall. Um, I did have the intention of leaning down a little more to about 145. Uh, before I started it so that I had a little wiggle room to uh, eat so that I could get the most out of the program. Uh, But like I said, my email, long story short, that didn't happen. Um, I am currently sitting at about 155. uh, And I'm just wondering how to approach starting the program with my nutrition um, since I don't have as much wiggle room as I had intended to have.
1: Yeah, good we're, question. Yeah, so there's there's more in your your uh, question that we can read. Just so you know, for the audience, that yes. you would lost a hundred pounds. You did it a lot through uh, OTF five days a week, and looks like you restricted calories. Where are your calories at right now?
7: Um, currently, I'm maintaining at about twenty one
0: hundred. Oh, you're not yeah. in a bad yeah. place, yeah, Madison. A, you, yeah, you're in a good place. You mentioned. Do you mind if I read if I talk a little bit more about the question that you sent in to the audience?
7: Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: It says in here that you had developed a binge eating disorder. Yeah. Um, How is that now?
7: Um, I'm actually just over a year binge free with very little urges, um, which is awesome. Um, I did recently, I find that when I try to intentionally cut, I get about three to four weeks consistently into the cut before I start noticing those binge. Thoughts coming back, um, which I like to prioritize my binge recovery over. Uh, that's good. You know, what I mean, cutting. So I had to kind of bump the calories back up, and I think that's why I didn't get to where I wanted to be.
0: Madison, that's you're the, doing a great job. That's man. exactly yeah, what you. That's right. Smart mentality. Okay, so all right. First off, that's you. That's exactly what you should do. You you need to prioritize that over any kind of aesthetic goal or calorie goal. In fact, if you find that counting calories and tracking things is a trigger for you, the last thing you should do is track your calories and count things. I don't think you should do that at all. If you find that as a trigger, you mind if I ask you a question, Madison?
7: Yeah, for sure.
0: And you can, And I want you to answer honestly. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you, do you love yourself?
7: I do. I'm still, um, working on it, but I definitely do more than I used to.
0: Okay. What comes up for you when you want to binge? What, what, what is the feeling? Is it the distraction of it or is it the, the lack of control feeling?
7: Um, I think it's the lack of control. Um, I definitely am known to be a control freak in my life for sure. Um, and I think it's also the fear of having to restrict forever, Yeah, which I know I don't have to, but like I said, I've done, I've overly restricted for so long um, that the thought of gaining that back does kind of trigger that for me.
0: Yeah. Um, we don't need to go deep into this, but uh, sometimes what happens is that people either, they have a a, a, rela- a relationship with, Restrictions and control. And it could come from a lot of different places, like feeling like you were too controlled as a kid or feeling like you had no control. So you put a lot on yourself, a lot of parameters. And then what happens is you rebel against it. And there's a version of you that's rebelling, and it's probably a young version of yourself. Um, and so you need to tell that person that it's okay, that it's safe now. They don't have to do that anymore, that you appreciate that they were there for you, but you don't need them to do that anymore. And then what I want you to do is I want you to. Work out and eat in a way that is unstructured. I know that sounds crazy. You can follow the program that we laid out, but I don't want you to put too many parameters. I don't want you to put parameters on your diet because uh, that's going to result as as it has in the past, like you're feeling confined and the rebellion is going to put you in the opposite direction, okay? What I want you to do literally, literally, is I want you to eat when you're hungry, I want you to not eat when you're hungry. And I don't want you to worry about how much you eat. I just want you to eat foods that are healthy. So eat as much as you want. Eat as much as you want. Just pick foods that are going to nourish you. And this is the way that I want you to approach it. Don't approach it from a restriction mentality. These are the only foods I can eat. I can't eat these other foods. These are healthy. These are unhealthy. That's not what I want you to do. What I want you to do is say, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. I'm just going to take care of myself. So here's the foods that I'm going to eat. And that's it. And don't restrict. Don't cut. Don't tell yourself, I got to stop eating. I'm eating too much. Don't judge what happened after the meal. You just eat until you're satisfied. I want you to learn what that feels like to feel satisfied. It's Mm -hmm. very different than feeling stuffed. Satisfied is a different feeling. It's like 70% of stuffed. So just wait, just learn how to understand what that feels like. Eat until you're satisfied. And then all I want you to do with your workout is try to get strong. Mm. That's it. And I don't want you to worry about the scale. I don't want you to worry about the scale. I don't want you to worry about the mirror. This is a season of self-care. Okay. And at the, at the end of it, you're going to get what you want, but the irony is you can't chase what you want because you won't get it. So stop chasing the, I want to look a particular way or weigh a particular way. That's going to make you go in the opposite direction. Just, I'm going to mm-hmm. get strong. I'm going to get strong. I'm going to eat when I'm hungry. I'm going to stop when I'm satisfied. And I'm going to eat foods that nourish my body. So Because I want to take care of myself. Just start there. That's all I want you to do. Start there. That, that'll, that'll put you in the right direction. Anything else is going to probably result in you feeling too confined or controlled or um, like you're being tyrannized. And then you're going to rebel. That small side of you, that little version of you that little girl version of you is going to say I'm out of here I got to I got I, I don't want to feel this anymore I'm going to do what I want type of deal and then it's, you're going to be in conflict with that person so that's where you need yeah. to start I, I, if you were my client what have you track anything
1: two two things to add to that one uh since you're already following powerlift by the way I think it's a perfect program that's the perfect perfect program. perfect program for you to follow right now uh I'll we're going to put you in the forum for free if you're not already in there so we can keep an eye on on this journey okay Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, we're going to have Doug put you in there. And here's the thing that's cool, just to add to what Sal was saying, is that if you can do this, if you can eat and feed yourself like you love yourself and nourishing your body and thinking like that and not obsessing over, oh, how many calories was that? And not worrying about that. it's amazing what the body will naturally do for you. Mm -hmm. When you have a great lifting session and you hit a new PR, you'll find out you're probably a little bit hungry and you eat a little more, which is okay, because guess what, those calories will go to building muscle, and guess what, when you build some more muscle, it speeds the metabolism up, so then you'll probably naturally lean out a little bit also. It's amazing when we allow the body to do what it's supposed to do, we don't abuse it, and we let it talk to us on what it needs, and we just focus on the training and get stronger. So this way will actually get you to the goal that you ultimately want, whether that's some arbitrary number of 10 more pounds off. I guarantee you'll get the body you're chasing, the physique that you might be chasing. That will happen regardless of like the weight or none of that stuff needs to happen if you focus this way and just get strong following the program. Uh, it'll, it'll work out the way you want it to work out. Madison,
0: when, after you have those, those, when you feel like you're getting triggered, you're going to move in that direction. And let's say you do, let's say you do move in that direction afterwards. How do you feel about yourself and what happened?
7: After I've binged. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't feel good. Um, I do give myself more grace now than I used to for sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah, like I said, the last year I've definitely worked on that a lot and I'm really proud of myself. And I guess I thought because I was doing so well in recovery that I was ready to cut. Um, but like I said, I got about four weeks in and I was like, I'm not sure if this is what, yeah. if I'm ready for this yet.
0: That's great. I, yeah, so, yeah. That's great self awareness. Yeah, Self-awareness. yeah I, you're I would, Have empathy for that side of you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, in other words, like look at that side of you and be like, you know what, you've you've protected me for a long time and I appreciate that. I don't need that anymore, but I appreciate you being there and trying to protect me. That's the conversation you should have. And, and the last thing I'm gonna say is this, Madison. Uh, if you do what I'm saying, okay, you're going to get the look that you want. Now, I don't want you to do it to get the look. This is, this is the irony of what I'm saying. Because if you do it for the look, it's not gonna work. But just trust that you're gonna look the way you want. If you do this for the reasons that I said. That's the only way to get to get there. That's the only way. But it has to be true. It can't be fake. It can't be like, well, I'm going to do this thing so I can look this way. You got to be like, I'm going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to care what the result is. But I'm here to assure you that the result's going to be a healthy, vibrant
1: looking version of yourself. You're you're absolutely crushing it, though. I want to point that out. Yeah. I mean, your your level of self awareness, your journey where where you came from, what you're doing right now, the fact that you've been bench free for a year. Uh, your, yeah, your mindset to go to power lift i mean like yeah, you're you're winning yeah. on all accounts right now this is just like the next level if you were a client that we'd try to take you to i mean you're and putting you in the forum so we can keep an eye on you uh and just communicate with us just trust your intuition with us yeah just let, it, just, us. You're, yeah, you're just let us know how you're doing uh every month i i can't wait to see how this, how this is for the next 6 months for you cuz i think you're crushing it
7: yeah i mean i'm excited too. i the thought of not tracking does i don't think i've ever done that for more at least since i lost weight for more than like a week at a time so the thought of giving up that control is slightly hard but i think it'll be good and i think i can do it so.
1: you're ready you're it's ready good. and you have us so yeah. we're going to be with you through that so if you do have mm-hmm. challenges with it yeah. tag us right it's right right to us in the form yeah. it's going to feel in it.
0: scary but freeing it really, it's like taking off the training wheels on your bike. Yeah. At first you're kind of scared, but then you're like, oh my God, I can go real fast and I can do really cool stuff. So that's what's going to, that's on the other mm-hmm. end of this.
7: Now, should I finish power lift when, after I've not tracked at what point would it be beneficial to me to start tracking again never. or what i need to Never. Well,
1: hopefully you never have to never, never? Nope. Ho- hopefully the goal is you you trust this process and you feel better and you continue to look better and you feel more free than you've ever You're felt host-
2: really in tune with your body this way
0: most women okay if they do it this way will walk around between 18 to 22 23 body fat which is lean sculpted and shapely most women, mm-hmm. their body will fall right in right in that body fat percentage range without ever tracking a single calorie. Tracking becomes necessary when you start to push your body beyond healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's when it starts to become uh, more yeah. more necessary. But in your case, just you're you're going to get what you want if you just do it this way, and you'll never have to track. Okay,
7: I mean that would be amazing. <laughs>
1: it, yeah, so. it is amazing because that's what's going to happen. Yep. We're going to have Doug get you in the forum. We'll see you in there. You got this.
7: Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it.
0: You got it,
1: Madison. Right. Well, that's
0: good self-awareness because uh, oh, man. most she's,
1: people would have just oh, yeah. she's white-knuckled you. it. You know? She's killing it, bro. I yeah. mean, even where her calories are right now, for especially coming from somebody who yeah, uh-huh. did it with the aggra- aggressive yeah, I cut, yeah. OT, yeah. yeah, when she said 2100 and she's... Five five one fifty seven. She's actually in a. She's per- fine. Yeah. yeah, her her weight probably She's is. Her weight is already actually in a good spot. I bet if she just, like I, like you said, eat eat the eat when you're hungry. Feed yourself good foods. Train hard. Get strong. She'll have this beautiful exchange. Yep. Mm-hmm. She probably won't move that much on the scale. She'll just get leaner, stronger, tighter, and yep. like feel amazing. Mm-hmm. She's doing really good.
4: Our next caller is John from California. John, what's up, man? it going, John? You How's it going, fellas? Good. Hey, What's happening?
3: Thanks for taking my call. I'll just get right into my question real quick. Uh, I'm 41, 6 feet tall, 240 pounds, uh, about 14.5% body fat, according to a DEXA scan. Uh, I feel great. Strength is good. Uh, don't really have much, many aches or pains. Uh, cardio is... Good enough for what I do—hiking, walking, stuff like that. Uh, run through power lift, symmetry, maps 15. Uh, and just a quick update: I finished anabolic, and now I'm doing symmetry again. Uh, I was able to gain five pounds of muscle after sem- or sorry, after anabolic last time, and no change in body fat. And uh, I attribute that to that you guys and your programs, and I'm really happy with the results. Um, I'm on TRT, working with MP Hormones. Um, My question is, is there any downside to carrying that much muscle in terms of like longevity and health span? Uh, I definitely enjoy heavier lifting, like the five by five style, even though I have done the um, like symmetry. This is my second time. So, um, but like since I've built this much muscle, is there, should I be doing anything different to kind of? change my focus, maybe like a MAPS cardio that puts a little less emphasis on building muscle and, um, or like a MAPS 15 where I do, you know, 15 minutes and then kind of do some cardio stuff for health. Yeah. We're going to put ins- you
0: on, we're going to put you on MAPS Pilates.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds MAPS good. MAPS <laughs> I mean, John, how
1: do you, how do you feel like joints, uh, movement, like mobility, the ability to sit down? Like, I mean, are you,
3: do you feel good? Overall, pretty good. Um, I definitely could use a little bit more mobility stuff in, um, like shoulders and um, ankles, mostly. But no pain, really. Yeah. Just
2: how's your um, stamina?
3: Just stamina's fine. Like I go on hikes and stuff, and I don't have any problems there. I, I a lot of times I do it with a weighted vest, even, and just there's no problem. So, I go on mm-hmm. fifteen minute walks three times a day after each meal, basically, and you know brisk walks but overall yeah i'd say you're in a pretty good days, yeah what bro. are
0: you what are you concerned about you just too, um, much, too much attention from the ladies <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> no i'm married so that, i don't i don't need any of that but um, well, that could so be that a is the concern <laughs> yeah. yeah okay but, no i mean i guess i could be guilty of comparing myself i know sal you're like 205 or 10 pounds so like i hear i see myself at 240 and i'm like whoa i'm Maybe way bigger than Sal. Too bulky, but <laughs> <thinking?
2: laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm so, he's like, wait a minute, yeah, gonna, yeah, why
1: am I so much bigger than gigantic. Sal? Like, no, okay, you. So look, you know, you know what? Hey, you know what? Sal's life—he's like obsessed yeah. with the gym, dude. You don't yeah. want to be that. Class.
0: No, listen, listen. Here's okay. So here's the general <laughs> question that I hear is: Is there an issue with a lot of muscle mass and longevity? Right. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the main general question. Is that is that correct, John? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Just is a good question. Yeah. It yeah. is. This is
0: a great question. Yeah. Okay. So uh, muscle mass is very strongly associated with longevity. Meaning the more muscle you have, the longer you're probably gonna live. Now, of course, people then say, well, what do you mean? What about a bodybuilder or a power lifter or a strong you know, man uh, athlete? Like, what about those people? That's, And to that, I say, look, those are, those are extremes. Any extreme pursuit, you are gonna trade longevity for performance. If whatever, if you build a certain amount of muscle naturally, it's probably going to be healthy, but we need to look at are the methods that you're using to get to that muscle. And that'll tell you more about your longevity than the muscle itself. So what does that mean? Well, let's say you're 240 pounds, you're 14% body fat, you're eating pretty healthy, you're training, you're, you're doing your cardiovascular training, you feel good, but you want to gain another 10 pounds of lean body mass. So now you're going on a bulk and you're really pushing the calories and it's hard to eat that many calories, but you're kind of forcing yourself. And maybe now you're going to the gym and you're you're pushing weights that are borderline, you know, injury risk is starting to get up high. You're starting to feel your joints ache a little bit. And then maybe you push your TRT a little bit. You know, you go from your normal dose to a little higher because you want the extra lean body mass. Well, now you're sacrificing longevity for performance. So it's really about the methods used to get where you want, not the muscle itself. Mm-hmm. Some people can sit around, you know, like you. I don't know necessarily what your lifestyle looks like, but if you have the genetics that allows you to carry 240 pounds at a relatively lean body fat percentage, and you're not doing these crazy extreme things where you're going beyond the longevity and just pushing extreme performance, that's healthy for you. Yeah. There's going to be a genetic variance it's, between it's people. Protective. Yeah, I, I'm not going to carry as much muscle mass as, as let's say Justin will, um, living the same lifestyle. We're, I'm just not, my body doesn't naturally do that for me to carry the muscle mass that Justin would have. For example, I would have to go beyond longevity and push more into performance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's really what you're, that's really what you're looking at is look at your lifestyle and say, okay, am I doing things that are going beyond longevity uh, to push my body into kind of these extreme pursuits. And, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. There's also quality of life, you know, that plays a role. Like I definitely sacrifice longevity all the time uh, for performance, um, and I'll readily admit that. Uh, and that's okay for me. I wouldn't recommend other people do it because I'm a better trainer for other people than myself. But that's just kind of full disclosure. So that's really the conversation that you want to gr- have with yourself. Such
1: a great way to put it, Sal. And I also think that they're, I mean, also have – uh, I don't know, some, some latitude or empathy for yourself. I think it's okay to have moments of time when you do that. Like, so I agree. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's times where I'm not the best Uh, you know, trainer for myself where I'm pushing the boundaries. Oh, I really want to gain right now, but then I'll come out of that. Like I won't stay in that, that mindset. Like I just, I'm going to chase a PR for a while. So I'm going to push calories. I'm really going to push weight. I know that's not ideal for longevity for me to be chasing that aggressively and then i might do that for you know a period of time and then i go oh, okay you know what now it's time to go through like a mobility kick i'm going to mm-hmm. reduce my yeah. calories and i'm going to be the the mobility guy for the next 6 months i mm-hmm. mean when you when we're all, we're all in our 40s right so when we get to this point in our life like i think that's just important that you kind of cycle through those that mindset and i think if if longevity is the goal it's good to move in and out of all of those kind of mindsets. Mm-hmm. There's definitely value to building some muscle and getting really strong. Then there's also a lot of value of letting go of that for a little while and saying, "Hey, I'm going to get really mobile for a while and I'm going to see. I'm going to maybe push endurance." You know, for the, little the, bit. Right.
0: The, the other side of that too is the uh, the mental growth that comes from doing that. Because I, again, I don't know you personally, John, but let's just say you're very attached to this amount of muscle size and strength, and this is like you don't want to lose it. Well, there could be some growth from moving out of like heavy strength training and moving purely into mobility and allowing yourself to lose some of that size and muscle because of the the, the personal growth that you may go through, uh, detaching from always having to look, you know, 240 pounds and be this big guy. So so there's a lot of different, it's, it's more complex than just being like, you know, this much muscle is good, this much muscle is bad. Um, but again, there's muscle itself, by itself, is correlated with longevity. It's really about how you got the muscle. That's what you need to examine. And see if you're 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 healthier, or if you're now pushing beyond health and more into performance.
2: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree, agree with all. That. I think uh, too, like in terms of risk reward, because you're so um, drawn towards like five by five and kind of like um, stacking plates and and you know lifting heavy amounts of weight. Uh, you know, that's where like when we start to really talk about longevity, uh, we got to interrupt that, and 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 it, 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 either with mobility or you're already doing that kind of naturally with symmetry, which I think is smart um but really to consider just all the different planes of movement and and to be able to strengthen and support your body uh in those pursuits so you go back you sort of reinforce and you build strength around the joints and then you come back and you press it a bit so it's a bit of an undulating approach where we can bring in that intensity again and we can get back to kind of what you love but you just have to just break it up naturally and and just keep moving in in a direction where it's benefiting your body
0: yep does that answer does that help you a little bit
3: yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I think I've, I think I've had a fairly healthy relationship with it. I, you know, I'm, I basically just follow your programs to a T. I'm not pushing the TRT harder than it needs to be at all. Like, um, so yeah, I, I and I don't think that I would, and I know, I, mean, I know I wouldn't enjoy <laughs> the mobility stuff as much because I am kind of put, stuck on how I look and feel, but. Uh, I know that it would be beneficial to work on my mobility, especially my shoulder and my ankles and mm-hmm. stuff. So,
0: were you an athlete? Um, were you an athlete in college, high school?
3: No, I mean I played baseball in the summers and stuff, but not really competitively at all. Okay. So, just a big just just a bit corn-fed cute. farm boy kind of <laughs> <laughs> <In the> Central <laughs> yeah. Valley. Uh, yeah, I mean you. Where you were in the Central Valley are you from? Uh, Fresno. Well, Clovis, but Fresno.
0: Okay, I was just so gonna... You look kind of familiar too. Are you a police officer? You look like a cop.
3: No. <laughs> just just, haircut. None just of above, like, uh, i know I you <laughs> adam, adam, adam and justin recognize you
0: maybe you're a cop maybe you pull them over you're on yourself. a motorcycle
3: <laughs> i mean I, I, this is my i have called in before though so maybe oh okay okay.
1: okay that's probably why then yeah. i just say you, you look do. familiar yeah. you got on
3: it
0: yeah, yeah. yeah no that's 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 about it dude do you have yeah. maps per, okay do you have maps performance
3: yeah i, was, I have maps say. performance okay i got halfway through and then i I moved to powerlift when I first got into you guys. So <laughs> yeah. I, like, I like,
0: I like the, I like the mobility um, sessions for you. Yeah. I, you okay. should do, you should do those on your off days. I
1: think that'll be good. Yeah. That's a good point too, by the way, you're now, it sounds like you are pretty well versed in our programs. Now you can kind yeah. of start to play with them a little bit. Yeah. Right. So maybe you're running like a, power lift type of protocol, but then, you know, you got two days out of the yeah. week where you're like, you know what, today I'm just going to do all mobility different work.
2: different maps programming, y- you know, you, each you time. D-
1: you talk about doing your hikes, right? So, like, I might go, we're say we're running power lift, and then on Saturdays you like to do these hikes, I might say, hey, before you go do your, you know, hour hike or whatever, spend 20 to 30 minutes doing a mobility session. Yep. So, I, if, you know, if you were my client, and this was kind of the question, I would also encourage you to kind of start to mold our programs a little bit to what you know you need, with what you know you like to do and and balancing here's, them out. Here's Adam's
0: hack for that, that, that he really does a good job with is uh, fall in love with the new goal. And that way you're, you're okay with, you know, like, okay, that's it. I'm going to become like excellent at mobility. And it makes it a lot easier to move away from the strength and size aspect. Cause now you're focused so hard on a different goal. It's a nice hack for those of us that get attached to the, the muscle and strength.
3: Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. You got it. Thanks Keep for it calling down. in John. Right. See you John. All right, thanks, guys. Take yep.
0: care. Just just to hammer this home, so there was a st- a, a, a study that I brought up a, a, a while ago on pro bodybuilders. Okay, now pro bodybuilders are the extreme, not the healthiest athletes. No. To put it lightly, these are extreme athletes. Everything they do is extreme. Their training is extreme. Their dieting is extreme. The drugs that they use to look they, the way they do yeah. is extreme. So they don't do anything for health. It's all for extreme pursuits of muscle growth. Here's the funny, this is how protective muscle is. Their lifespans, on average, match those of the average American. So you think, okay, well, the average American's not very healthy. Sure, but they're not doing the crazy shit that bodybuilders are doing. But here's where it's crazy. Bodybuilders have a significant lower rate of cancer. Mm-hmm. Even though they live that, and they take growth hormone like you wouldn't even believe, and testosterone and steroids, the insulin, and they just, and all oh, stuff. terrible stuff. And yet, they get cancer at lower rates. Because muscle, is, and they have diabetes at far lower rates, because that's how protective muscle is. And, I, and I'm using one of the unhealthiest groups of athletes, mm-hmm. just so that people understand how protective muscle is. It's really about what you do to get the muscle. That's what can make you I, unhealthy. You know, yeah. I
1: actually want Doug to write that down for you to do that as an opener to one of our quads, because I don't think I've ever heard you actually say it like that. And I think that's really really good advice because how often do we get asked like question like that where i i'm this percent body fat i'm this old is this healthy or this and there's such a wide spectrum of how much muscle you should or shouldn't have for health and longevity for every person it's individualized and so probably the best advice you've ever get i've ever heard you give like in, in regards to that was just now was that it's how you got there that matters more than that. If you had to if you just like if you were shredded and you had to like starve yourself to do that or do hours and hours about it, it's probably not really healthy. Right. To get Versus there.
0: like this yep. is where you sit. Yeah, set.
1: if you're 6% body fat, which I would normally say for the average person, that's not a healthy place to be. but if you do that naturally without really trying just by making good just food be choices healthy, yeah. and training five days a week, well, you're a Your person. Your body's just humming. Yeah, you're yeah. a person who that, that does make that's sense right. and and that's why there's we can't just say, oh, that percentage is unhealthy or I mean, healthy. I mean, I used Justin
0: right. as an example because I would say him and I are on two sides of this particular spectrum. For mm-hmm. me to, to carry the muscle mass that he can carry in a healthy way, I would have to push myself beyond health. Yes. And I think for leanness, it would be the same yeah, for you, right, same, Justin? Yeah. For you to walk around
2: at 7%. I'd be pushing it hard.
0: It yeah. would be things that were healthy. Yeah. So, I And mean, that's, that's just
4: an example of where that spectrum lies. Yeah. Next caller is Garrett from california welcome
8: back <laughs> <laughs> hey thanks for having me back um yeah I, I i called in a year and a half ago or so i don't know if you you probably it you know you get a lot of calls so i'm not sure you remember my question but uh my original question was around uh training for two seasonal athletic events uh an ultra marathon in july and teaching skiing in december and january oh yeah I remember and, that. And, uh, yeah. you all end you all ended up giving me a uh, maps performance and you gave me some advice on how to kind of structure that training. And I just wanted to, kind of one of the reasons I wanted to, uh, uh, call in was to give a progress report and just say that like, it it worked out great. Um, I, I, I've ran maps performance a bunch of times in a row. Um, you know, I managed to stay healthy through, uh, you know, the ultra and then this year through all of my, uh, uh, marathon and ultra marathon training. And then for, you know, as you're probably aware, we had a pretty epic ski season last Mm -hmm. year. And, um, uh, I, you know, hit the ground running with that and felt really good and was able to ski strong all season. So nice, yeah, wanted to say really appreciated that, uh, all of that. Um, awesome. Right on. And yeah. Um, for my, my follow-up question, um, I I've noticed that, uh, there's several places kind of in a sort of a cluster, uh, where I I feel like I'm weak. Um, and so the, the three places are, um, when I, when I'm, Skating during skiing, uh, my side butt, which I think is like the gluteus medius, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it just gets really exhausted like really quickly, like takes a while. And you know after a while, I sort of build up that, you know, strength and endurance. Um, when I'm running sprints, those will just destroy my hamstrings. And then uh in maps performance, when I'm doing like a lot of the kind of more the high volume lunges, my hips get really sore. Um, and that that just seems to be consistent that doesn't seem to get any any better mm-hmm. and uh so minor update from my question um i'm wrapping up uh uh ultra marathon training here at the end of October, and I'm going to be switching gears back into more weightlifting. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to uh, kind of be, you know, earlier on in the season, I was doing maps performance and just like switching out all of the bilateral training for like unilateral, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, single leg RDLs and uh, a lot more lunges and, you know, that kind of thing to to try and train that sort of strength. But I just wanted to, my question was, is, you know, is that the right approach Mm -hmm. or is there a better approach? program or you know what's a what's sort I, of the best i thing was, was gonna say yeah. symmetry
1: but you're kind of doing that so right. uh that's a great mod the what you've decided to do because i was gonna before you even got to that point tell you oh map symmetry would do you really well so that is the program that is already mapped out that way but but what you're doing is actually uh, a really smart choice too do you do any um mobility priming before you start your workouts are you doing anything like that like
0: I mean, yeah,
8: I do a lot of like the 90 '90s okay, good, and combat yeah. stretch. Um, those are the 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 ones that really seem to help me. And yep. then I have some um, some mobility stuff that from a, a climbing um, coach that Gere, I a rock climbing coach that Gere, I do also. Gere, I think I got mm-hmm.
0: I think I got something that's going to make this uh, a lot better. Do you have access to a sled?
8: Mm. Uh, you know so wow, we don't have nice. a sled but we have a um you know the the tires that uh have like the handles mm-hmm. and um and I I think they're meant that you could drag them that's fine um, yeah that works yep. okay. so
0: I want you to do all kinds of lateral dragging mm-hmm. with okay. the tire lateral meaning you're you're like do you know do you know what a karaoke is yeah oh yeah oh yeah literally you're gonna drag a tire and And you're going to go in one direction, and then you're going to drag a tire and go the other direction. You're going to do karaoke's. You're going to bring the feet together, separate them apart. You're going to do a reverse karaoke.
2: You step over. You kind of step out. You step over. I want you to do
0: literally like substitute some of your leg workouts for just a bunch of, and then also do front, you know, forward, you know, driving and back and you know, and 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 back uh, dragging. But I want you to start with lateral move. Do like three to six sets of just lateral. Dragging, and then you can do where you push and you pull, Didn't, and that that'll make a significant improvement. Because what you're what you're noticing with, the, and this is connected to the hamstring too, your lateral stability is is lacking a little bit. That's why you're feeling that okay. that fatigue in the side, you know, in the, in the gluteus medius, and yeah. I think the hamstring is probably, I think your hip is trying to stabilize with some of the other muscles because your lateral stability is lacking, mm-hmm. and okay. most workout programs just there's a lot of focus on moving forward and back, yeah. and just not a lot laterally. So, and for someone like, which is okay, like mass performance is very well balanced. Yeah. For an average person, not you, a skier. Necessarily. Right. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're really putting a lot of lateral demands on your body because of what, the skiing in particular. So I would I would like, uh, yeah, I mean.
2: I may even replace some of the squats for like a lateral lunges yes. caustic squats, yes. you know, and just kind of go through it and, and sub out. Uh, You know with with that, but I think uh, I think symmetry is on the right track with that and to uh, you know to go through that so you do kind of gain that stability as you're a bit more in like in an unstable situation uh, especially when you're doing like an rdl make sure like your your foot and your hips don't turn at all and that's really the biggest focus for you is to be able okay. to maintain that anti-rotational ability uh so that's going to provide that lateral stability support as well
1: i think there's really good uh mind pump tv videos of you doing the lateral sled yeah. sli- yes. drags
2: so looking but at that's perfect yeah that's such an easy thing to apply right away and, it's gonna and you can lot. add
1: a lot of volume with yeah. that
2: because it's,
0: it's, it's harder to overtrain with a sled than it is with traditional um, strength training because you're not getting the negative uh, you know, yeah. portion of the rep. So literally what I would do is every day you'll work out, I would do like three sets of some kind of lateral dragging mm-hmm. and then get okay. into your workout. And if it, if it becomes too much, you can reduce volume in the other leg exercises. Don't take out the lateral dragging. And you'll notice a significant improvement in exactly what you
1: talked about. I love, I love too, uh, playing with how you do it, meaning uh, sometimes you go light and are, are very technical and kind of speed focused on it. And then other days do kind of grinding and heavy too. Yeah. So you get benefits from, you know, playing with how you do it laterally also. I don't remember. Uh, I think you were more, uh, grinding and slow when you did the, yeah. on the video, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you can, but you could really lighten it up and be kind of more speed focused or like Sal was talking about the feet together and exploding. I love, I love to take a band around my knees yeah. and explode,
8: explode, explode yeah. out and then come back the other yeah, direction. Yeah. Tube
0: walking, tube walking would yeah. be good too, but right. just some oh, yeah. kind of.
8: Later- yeah. I do some, a little bit of lateral band walks, but, um. I'll, I'll try. Not enough. Yeah,
0: I, I, it's just some kind of lateral well, dragging I would do on a, a okay. almost if every you time can you can take
2: out. one of those big long um, uh, rubber bands and a lot of times I'll do two of them together. So I'll wrap one around uh, the the squat post and then I'll I'll extend it out, you know, put it up over my hips and then I'll, and I'll walk it out and get that resistance as far out as I can go on a lateral walk. And then I'm coming back in too. So now I'm having that resistance pulling me, uh, as I'm sort of decelerating my way back. Uh, so that too is, is going to be really helpful because of too, if your, if your hamstring is one of those things you're finding out is like fatiguing a lot too, we're going to want to strengthen that decelerating process as well.
8: Yeah. Okay, cool. That, that makes a lot of sense because I think with the, um, the sprints, I think it's the, the, it's the really hard short sprints with like the, you know, the quick deceleration. I think that's the, yeah.
0: But I mean, look, the the hamstring is a very big, uh, hip stabilizing, uh, and moving muscle. And if you're lacking stability somewhere, then what happens is your body transfers that stability to other muscles. Probably what's happening with your hamstrings. Yeah, this. The,
1: the, okay. the, the recommendation on the heavy sled is going to make all the world yep, of difference. Yep. You're going to. It'll. Okay. Tra- it'll translate really well. I mean, with you, you within do. within a few weeks, you'll notice a difference. And, and it's oh. so important, you know, just to reiterate what the guys, are saying, it's so important that it's not a big deal. A guy like you is not a big deal if you're if you're doing backloaded squats. I would get rid of that if it's if it's getting in the way of the sled. Drive. Yeah. Don't take mm-hmm. away the sled. Drive. Let that be the cornerstone. Is the okay. is Literally, the, mm-hmm. the getting go- get good and strong at that. You yep. get good and strong at that, and that's going to really carry over into the things that you do
8: with the, um, so with just like practically the, um, the tire that they have at our gym, it's like the, you know, it's the kind that has, it sort of has a wrapper around it and then it has like the handles. Um, and do you just, um, do you just like use like a, a strap or something sure. to like, attach that it doesn't it matter. They
2: have that yeah sure or you could just hold on to it like this across so like one hand is over here across and the other one's fully extended and then we're just dragging you it. you can hold on to
0: it okay. you can find a way to attach it around your waist you know you can involve more of your core less of your core but really what's important is that you're doing some kind of lateral dragging okay in your workout and, Cool. And, and
1: hey at one point like because of what you do uh, so often this might even be a worth investment for yourself personally to have yeah. at home too so you can get relatively inexpensive like like basic sleds too yeah. that aren't crazy over the top I'm oh, a yeah. big
2: fan of the torque sled look into them yeah for sure they're awesome. Okay. they're
1: expensive but those are those yeah, are the best there's,
2: yeah there's a few options but you can but
1: find like you can get some pretty basic shit that will do its job and it ain't, it's probably worth having since this is something that would totally. carry over into what you do so often
8: yeah, right on. Awesome, yeah. cool. And so, and you think um, uh, stick with the performance or symmetry or I, I, either
0: one would be Both. fine. Yeah, either one's yeah. fine. Okay. Ro- in fact,
1: really re- rotate between those yeah. two programs uh, for what you do. Okay. Yep.
8: Y- yep. Yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be worth trying out symmetry just because I've I've run performance now.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh 10 yeah. Times okay. Or then go symmetry. Like yeah, you yep. get you get a lot of benefits. Cool. From that. Yep.
8: All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you. All right, yeah. man. Thanks, go. buddy. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. You too.
0: I I think the sled yeah, uh, great call has yeah. got to be yeah yeah great call it should be the
2: cornerstone the, oh,
1: should be yeah. his cornerstone I mean. for what he does being being like a downhill ski guy yeah. like that like I'm
2: convinced any athlete I mean yes it's it, especially too like uh, backwards as well just dragging it like just for the the overall knee longevity and health and like just um, getting that kind of volume and strength without a lot of the damage it's just beautiful
0: it's one of the safest most functional most effective, least damaging. I, I don't know any other tool that would fit in the same category. Just like, that's how valuable it is. Look, if you like Mind Pump, head over to mindpumpfree.com and check out some of our free fitness guides. They cost nothing and they can help you with so many different fitness goals. You can also find all of us on social media. Justin is on Instagram at Mind Pump Justin. I'm on Instagram at Mind Pump DeStefano, And Adam is on Instagram at Mind Pump Adam.
4: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com